Welcome, Bankless Nation, to another crazy episode covering the FTX and SBF drama. This was a live stream that Ryan and I did with the two guys over at Up Only, Ledger and Kobe. And we did this because we thought we wanted to bring the two biggest podcasts in crypto together just for some industry catharsis. I'm pretty sure the entire industry tuned into this one, something like 20, 30,000 people uh, while we were live streaming this last night at about 10 p.m. Eastern time. So we talked for about two hours just shooting the shit and talking about how big of a deal this is, how we're going to move forward as an industry. And Kobe, of course, shares his age-old wisdom is uh, all the stuff he's seen before through the cycles. And we kind of talk about how we can pick up the pieces and, and move forward over what is perhaps one of the worst events of the 2022 collapse in crypto prices and all the contagion that has fallen out. Uh, and so I hope you guys all are doing fine. I know a lot of people are hurting. Uh, hopefully uh, this, this conversation can entertain you and allow you to relax as we, as we navigate this together. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with the two guys over at Up Only. But first, we'll talk to some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. No. Did we start, David? Oh, yeah, we're live, brother. Oh, what's up, guys? What's up? Yeah. Wow. Bankless after, after dark. Yeah. Without Ledger. Kobe, just, just with Ledger. What's up, Ledger? I, well, he's still in the shower. He's coming, right? Yeah. Ledger? Well, allegedly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's just showering. Unless we're going to get he's, two rug pulls in, in one day. Yeah. I've heard he's uh, he's finalizing the next Up Only sponsorship, so he's, he's busy. <laughs> he's busy. Feeling so. that deal. He's buying FTX right now. <laughs> For one dollar. Uh, we, we can all buy FTX. That's no longer a problem. On Wait, our... it's only a dollar? It's only it's a only dollar. A dollar. Yeah. This is the pre- you just Why are all... we so stressed out over a dollar? I don't understand. Because, you, because you're buying it. You also six... might have to pay million, billions of dollars to make everyone whole, <laughs> um, to pay their debts. <laughs> Listen, on our stream, we got a corner on the bottom left, and maybe Kobe will be there. Maybe Justin Sun will be there. Maybe oh a spe- another special guest will be there. I don't know. I think if right. Justin Sun gets there before Kobe, Justin Sun gets to come back another time after that. <laughs> um, Justin Sun, have you guys seen this? I'll share my screen for people who don't know. He, he just announced that oh, he is wow. planning to bail us out. Oh, you just, you just rugged up you, only. You so rugged my stream. Oh, did so I really? Bad. You can't share? <laughs> you can't share. Oh, I'm I sorry. Didn't, I didn't plan for that. Oh, uh, we should have done it. Can you restart it? We have two different <laughs> no. form factors of live streams uh, coming together right now. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah, don't sorry, Ledger. Look, just tell the audience. They're smart. They're smart, smart audience. Go, go <laughs> subscribe wanna... to Up Only right now. What should we tell them? Uh, uponly.tv. Up only. Wait, no, that's not right. Go to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go to twitch.tv slash up only TV. Something like that. <laughs> Who cares? Best podcast in crypto. What are you drinking, David? Uh, oh, I am drinking a Naked and Famous with a habanero in it uh, because, like I said, while we were getting the stream ready to go, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried made himself very famous, but he's been swimming naked this entire time. <laughs> that is my drink. What are you drinking, Ledger? Uh, sorry, I was DMing Justin on the video link. I'm stuck in the waiting room. Oh, Wait, yes, is he is. really? Is All he right. really coming in? Uh, here's I need more no, people on Twitter. Here's, uh, here's Kobe. I need more people on Twitter to pressure him. Kobe is what's up, Kobe? Hey, screw, what's up, screwing Kobe? up my scenes. Coming Hello. in, coming in fashionably late. How you doing, David? You've upgraded your background. Is it a green screen? Uh, no, this is uh, Brooklyn, not a green screen. It's Brooklyn. Last time you saw me, I was in San Diego. 
Nice. How are you doing, Kobe? It's cozy. It's very cozy. It's cozy and nice. Yes. Are we already live? Yeah, we are. Oh, we are live, brother. Yeah. Yeah, we're live on both channels, and you already messed up my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) When two two streaming platforms come together, bad things happen. Well, yeah. It wouldn't be an opportunity stream if you didn't spend half your time, like, fucking around. Redoing it. (laughs) 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 No, sorry. I was like, I, like, literally just woke up, so. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah. what, well, you, where did you leave things when you uh, went to went, went to sleep? Like where was um, it? What do you know? I, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, shit. I haven't even looked at like what's happened since. Um, well, Binance had walked away. Yep. Um, and like Sam still hadn't said anything. CZ had just tweeted the like I tried sad face thing. Yeah, that's about it. I think the only thing that's come after that is like people have concluded that there's something like a six to seven billion dollar hole in FTX's balance sheet. I don't think we've wait. I figured... thought we were up to like eight to ten. Do we know? Wall Street Journal said it was about eight. Right? It was like up, uh, could be as large as eight. Could be as large as eight. How did that happen? That How is a do you big get hole. Eight billion dollar hole in your balance sheet. I mean, I, I don't know. If you're asking me how to lose money in crypto, I can tell you that's easy as fuck. And I mean, it seems like they just did fucked up stuff with customer deposits, right? Like they just either loaned them out or directionally traded them or like used them for their own personal reasons. Um, Do you think it was all Alameda? Because imagine, okay, Alameda should have blown up along with A16 or three three O's Capital and the rest of them, but they they got they got yeah, let's not invoke (laughs) A16C right now. Uh, But but they didn't because uh, FTX uh, gave them a big ass buffer. They didn't give them like a multi billion dollar buffer. So like, would have FTX still have gone under without Alameda? Because I feel like that answer is almost yes. Yeah, I'm on, I mean, I don't know. I, I, the only thing I can think of is plausible, but I have to admit that I just like constantly reveal myself as naive in these things because like maybe they just gave them $8 billion, dude. Like we don't, well, they could just done that. They could have gone, oh, it'll be fine. They'll make it back. They were really great traders. Um, <laughs> but they could have also had wow. like a, <laughs> imagine if they got like a Bitcoin or Ethereum denominated hole when the prices were much lower. So let's say they had a, a missing um, like 100,000 ETH hole or something, but Ethereum was worth like $300 at the time. And they were like, okay, cool. We can plug this hole, no drama. And then suddenly Ethereum's worth $5,000. And in order to try and cover the hole, they've done stuff wrong and made it worse, perhaps. Um, I can maybe buy that. Um but that means that like they've a, they've been in trouble for like eighteen plus months now. Okay, but it's so well. That's the thing, right? Like, um, how like how did SBF get himself in this situation, right? Like, was was this is this kind of a a person who's a a con man from the beginning? Did he? Do you think he began with this end game in mind, or do you think he's like a lot of people who who kind of go down this path where? You know, it's a shortcut here to shortcut here. And gradually he kind of slips into the position that he's found himself in, in, in early November. Like, is he purely nefarious con man or is this, I, 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 I can't think he accidentally stumbled into like losing $8 billion, but pretty impressive. I mean, is there an element of that? 
I mean, man, I don't know. I I don't know. Like, I watched the Theranos documentary thing recently, and it seemed like she started with good intentions, and then things just, like, slipped away. <laughs> and then at some point, she, like, turned and was like, I've got to keep, I've got to be evil in order to, like, keep right. this, like, rolling. She was so faced with like a fork, that, but, like, and then she chose the evil path, yeah. Yeah, I I, I just don't, like, it, it's impossible to know. The, like, some people were telling me all this stuff had happened really recently, so... Alameda had a big problem in like September. Um, and you, I don't know if you saw that. There was a tweet that said, like, Sam, he was saying, we're just moving, we're ro rotating some wallets. And there was like the yeah. $8 billion of FTT moved um, at the end of September. And he tweeted, oh, don't worry about it. We're just rotating some wallets. But um, this was the point when um, a bunch of the um, collateral was like, um, borrowed against perhaps mm -hmm. um and in which case it's like you know they were fine until really recently and then almost instantly blew up but i don't know i i, I find it easier to suspect that it's like gotta be two steps it was it was fucked for a while and then like the tide going out reveals that it was yeah. fucked like if it's fucked for a while and you try and like fix it but like make it worse and then the tide goes out and you just not in control of that maybe maybe that makes sense um but i mean who fucking knows dude I, I, the, what second so, third biggest exchange there's another element here that i'm confused by which is now they're talking about the ftx hole alone right. so is lending money to alameda part of the ftx hole or is that the alameda hole right. like who you know what i mean because if it's eight billion not even counting money they lent to alameda like they did other right. that's even dumber that's right like, that's what i was saying that's what i was saying it's not just alameda they would have gone under regardless of alameda yeah if it was not just that counter what what counterparty or what did they do with the money well they bought they bailed out half of the industry when there was blood on the <laughs> streets <by>. during during <laughs> that the, was that was a 250 million dollar line of credit yeah weren't they literally... weren't they buying a lot of things but it doesn't add up. It doesn't Not add up. You can't, worth even, of you can't get a billion dollars worth out of that. So if you're at eight billion, then what the hell happened? When you're making ten million a day or more, or whatever, or whatever, Kobe did the napkin math on based on trading fees. It doesn't make any sense. Like, and if that's the case, then there's got to be some like really serious fraud. Maybe um, it was just really simple, and they went right. Okay, so we make you know low mid eight figures a day. If we borrow a billion dollars of customer deposits to YOLO into, you know, like his personal Robinhood stake or something. Which, you know, by Robinhood, it's good for like alignment of our companies, whatever. Um, it actually only takes FTX however many days, like three or four months to re-earn that money. So like, what's the problem there? And you do it once and you like, cool, it works. We're now whole again. Uh, we actually just managed to accelerate our business because we use those customers' deposits to achieve our business goals, and now those customers' deposits are replenished. Maybe you do that a few times, trying to be like efficient with your all the money that's available to you, um, and suddenly, like you've done it one too many times, and the tide goes out, and there's a bank run, and like you know, like there was literally a gigantic bank run for this to even be like properly discovered. So they could have operated much closer to 
insolvent, like the insolvency line where they just don't have deposits left. Um, if this didn't happen, it could have gone on for years and maybe they could have even ended up whole um, right. without us knowing, but um, probably not. Given. But on top of that, they've been raising like crazy for the last year. They raised a ton of money at super high valuation. So they also lost that money too. Yeah, yeah. it was like what, $2 billion in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. They raised, their actual capital raise was $2 billion. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that high. I think that's maybe, right. Maybe I think that's right. Just, was, it's, was it's enough memory. I think they've raised that, billions of dollars collectively. Well, they the one raise was like the meme raise that was four hundred twenty million sixty nine thousand or something stupid. Right. Um, right. But the, um, I don't know what the cumulative was. Don't know what they spent the money on. Sport, I, I they bought at least BlockFi in a sports stadium. You can get. You can probably get again, to a, a billion again, if you count the sports stadium. Is a line of credit, right? Like it wasn't. It was oh, yeah. an option. All right. The stadium is paid annually, and it's probably eight figures at most. Um, a, lot, a lot of the chat they did is really speculating. Big thing with TSM. They did do a big thing with TSM. Yep, only podcast sponsorship wasn't that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. I don't understand where it went. I don't so understand. Sam well, apparently they, has yeah. six hundred and sixty million of personal. Uh, credit that he was filing bankruptcy for was that accurate i don't even know what's real was that I was that no real i heard that, I was, that was like news. the fake was yeah. that fake? yeah i thought uh, that was someone impersonating tier 10k or whatever it's called. okay so that was the tier 13 fake one yeah what so what, what about the other um you know character in this in this whole thing uh cz i mean do you think he mastermind this from the very beginning you think he was planning this was this like downfall of my competitor like pure Machiavellian art of war shit where he's just like um, trying to knock out SBF, trying to acquire the assets for cheap. And then like maybe now it just got out of hand. Like it went too far. I mean, because I, I can't think that this feels good for Binance. It's, it's certainly terrible for the industry. I don't know how far this sets us back. Like I don't know, back to 2019, 2018, 2017. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the the question is like, did CZ know the FTT weakness in in FTX and also Alameda? Did they know when the, he started tweeting? Because yeah, he, and what was his plan? Right, like did he want this to happen? I, I don't think he. I mean, I don't think he wanted. He this thought to he happen. was poking. He thought he was poking a vulnerable bear, and he was poking a scarecrow that was rotten. Right. Oh, God. I think that's right. I think that's right. I think I, yeah. I think he wanted to like like um put them in line, like be like luck look what we can do to the sentiment around your exchange. Like, remember who's the boss type thing. Big time. And then accidentally exposed um, a hollow shell. A gigantic hole. Yeah. But, like, if he did actually mastermind this, like, that's kind of crazy. That's, like, one of the most insane, um, <laughs> like, business chess moves that I guess I'll get to see in real time in my life. Um, but, like... Maybe that's the thing. Maybe we never get to know. I don't think we. So get, we always have to. We, to we always wonder. So we always live oh. in fear of CZ. Oh, I don't know about CZ side of it, but in terms of, we'll we'll know a lot about the FTX side of things. Oh, big time. Oh big yeah. Time. The uh, but yeah, the CZ side. That's that's up to CZ and Bitboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, someone should tweet at BitBoy. Get him to con- come on. Oh, God. I really don't like that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really didn't like our guest yesterday either. So, uh, Kobe, you've well. never directly interfaced with BitBoy, right? <laughs> um, I spoke to him for the first time ever. Um, do you remember when the lawsuit was happening with Otozi? Yeah. Uh-huh. So when he was suing Otozi and then I offered to fund Otozi. Right. Otozi's defense. Um, I emailed BitBoy then while that was ongoing before he's like officially pulled out saying like, just want you to know Otozi's in hospital right now. His wife's due date is like literally today. <laughs> um, so like all this is happening at the time his child is being born. Um, like I will fund him unlimited to take that stress away. Um, and like here is why. Um like, I don't think that you should do this. And then he sent me a very thoughtful response. And then we've emailed a couple of times since, maybe like two or three emails exchanged. Um, the latest one, he just asked me like what I thought of the token promotion business model mm. in general. Like, is it even redeemable? And I sent him like a um, short essay about like how I think the token promotion business model is just like only... The only people that want the token promoters, the token promotions from YouTubers are people that want the price to go up in the short term. Like you never see like Aave going, we need to go to like ban, like ban crypto banter and get a like a token <laughs> ad. Um instead they just built something that worked. And um um yeah, so and I sent him like a small like, thing, bankless, like here's what I think on it. And then he made a video <laughs> which was him basically reading out the email as though it was his own words. Um which was, um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good that he did it and said, like, this stuff is bad, even though he did that stuff in the past and it owned up to all that stuff. But, um, yeah, other than that, I, I spoke to him maybe three times. Okay. Well, that's more than us. So. Yeah, I mean, we did Didn't you have a, a full conversation with him for yeah, hours? Yeah, we had, we had, like, an hour. Other, other than him. that, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Hour, I, 20 we had one email and then we had the show with him. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I feel like I kind of understand him a yeah. lot more yeah, yeah. after that. Like I understand like what he is doing in the space and like what, what his motivations are. What is it? Um, I think I think BitBoy really likes attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, but I think that that um motivates him in a way that um yeah, I don't know, maybe money motivates other he has, people. He has a background in like internet marketing which I kind of makes sense. And I feel like he was like, oh, this crypto thing, I can do internet marketing via viral videos here. And then the ethical consequences of what the hell he was doing came up way, way later. And he was probably too far gone in terms of what type of monetization strategies existed. So I kind of understand how he got there, but I don't understand him per se, other than I see what you're saying about from an attention perspective. But I don't know. I, I mean, I can't, I can't connect with it, man. There's no, he could, he, you should be able to look at those deals and recognize there's, there's no winner with what he was doing with like the token promotions of like, you know, shit jam token, you know, like it just doesn't, you know, it's like, um, he, um, yeah, like, like I agree with that. I, I think at the end of the day, I walked away from that and thinking that like, oh, oh I mean, BitBoy is just kind of like a, a regular guy like he's not a devil he's not an angel he's just kind <laughs> of a he's just a regular guy and one of his comments when we were talking to him was like i just started creating content that my audience wanted right and yeah. they wanted to hear about 
the latest like shitcoin that was going to moon overnight. And so that's what I gave them. And so he was like, what's the harm in that? I, there's demand for a product and I serve it up. And like yeah. our point is just like, yeah, but there's a difference between what people want and like what people need. And these are noobs and you have like a responsibility if you have a platform of your size. Um, I don't know. I'm hopeful he's getting some of that. He seemed kind of like, actually he came on the episode and he was very, um, he's a different person. Contrite, like chastened. Yeah. Like I, I thought we were going to be in the, in the octagon with like, a, you know, <laughs> WWF wrestler. And we weren't, he just came on and he was, I mean, he apologized at one point. Dude, okay, so the most interesting thing, Ryan, is like our chat right now is we have like 50% people who are like, uh, uh, BitBoy was right. He called out FTX. Uh, yeah. BitBoy's awesome. And then the other half of the chat is like, BitBoy's a clown. Don't ever talk to him again. Why can't you guys talk about something <laughs> he posted, else? He posted a video today where he was just like, zero remorse for the victims and all this. Was this the but, one in but, his bathroom? I, he's like I in a bathrobe or something. I don't know. He's like wearing his Gucci suit or yes, bathrobe that's or it. something. Yeah, that's it. But he was. Who wears a Gucci it's suit. one thing to say like I told you so. You're, this guy was a scammer. I knew it. I had proof. That's fine. But he claimed this like euphoric level victory, and right. there are no winners here. Yeah, Bitboy is not a winner here. CZ is not a winner here. CZ acknowledges that. I don't know what CZ actually feels, but his public stance on it was at least like fair and 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 re reasoned and bitboy's emotions took over the guy cannot control his emotions and he cannot recognize the fact that they're victims based on these outcomes the outcomes from his promotions oh i swam down like the 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 easiest fastest lane with the strongest current that i could to make money i didn't do anything wrong it's like okay it's the same reason that Martin Screlly pisses me off. The dude was like <laughs> selling pills for seven fifty a pop because he could. It doesn't make it right. There's an ethical way to do business and there's an unethical way to do business. And that's your choice that you have to live with as an individual. Yeah. And swimming down the easy lane for max profits is, in my opinion, um, not not a worthy choice. The theme of uh, 2022, perhaps, or at least all of those people who do like, that getting listen, insolvent. I, 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 don't, I don't think he went into the token promotion business to like maliciously steal from a lot of people, but I think when you're making a lot of money doing a business model that's probably not great for your users, it's easy to not acknowledge that while the going's good and maybe even lie to yourself and say like, actually, everyone's winning. The market's going up. Everyone's kind of winning. Yeah, there's some losers, um, but we do good due diligence and we disclose and blah, 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 blah. So like, you know, whatever. The only comical... Um, the only like really comical part of this for me is that like, if instead of having FTX as a sponsor for Oponly, we just shield loads of shit coins and done like token promotions of different fucking token every episode, <laughs> we'd look better now than yeah. we currently do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know, right? True enough. Like, we look like shit right now. I'm not well, trying to say we don't. But like... here's but here's what's crazy is like, um, so you guys have had like one sponsor consistently. Bankless has had like many, like we have yeah. multiple sponsor slots, right? A few handfuls, yeah. And like, I'm just like saying to David, like we do our best to select our sponsor and like our sponsors. And we clearly, we do not, I mean, we turn a ton of sponsors away or right? like we're shady, like you're shady. You can't, we can't support that. But like just law of numbers in crypto. I mean, you never know. And it doesn't have to be a, a crypto exchange hack. 
It could be just like anything. Somebody wrote some sloppy smart contract code. There was like a bridge that was flawed. There was some kind of multi-sig that, you know, was a uh, an attack vector that we didn't realize. North Korea freaking attacked. Like who knows what could happen. And that is um it's just a lot of responsibility. Well, it's on- it's the same thing as so like why the hell are we in this industry in the first place? We're in this industry because it's an industry about money. Uh, so all sponsors are downstream of something of that nature. Uh, so yeah. there's, there's no way out of that risk, no matter what. Guys, the chat's blowing up about... Um, yeah, we, we know SBF retweeted Justin's son. We know that yeah. that's true. I've DM'd can, can Justin. Can you pass the tweet, though? Is he saying we're figuring out a way to make Tron, whatever the rest of them are, blah, 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 holders He's- whole? Or is he saying they're putting together a solution to create all of FTX um, relief, basically? Because he says, further to my announcement to stand behind all Tron token holders, Tron, BTT, JST, Sun, HT holders on FTX, we are putting together a solution forward with FTX to initiate a pathway forward. So, like, I don't know why. Is he just saying, like, we're figuring out with them how to make our own bags good? I don't know why SBF would retweet that if it was just about Tron and TRX. It only makes sense under the context that Tron and Justin Sun is helping FTX. Does it? I don't even know anymore with SBF, man. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think Sam's got control of his Twitter account anymore. Ah, uh, I think, think is that is in the, that is in the hands of Crisis Management Team. Yeah, Crisis Management. Do y'all team. think Sam had an emergency escape hatch plan? There's a My question is, that. is SPF on the run just like everyone else of 2022? <laughs> it my would wife, be on theme. My wife thinks this industry's freaking nuts. Like, so is of- mine, Ledger. Like, she was just talking about this. So she's like, is it dead this time? Yeah, how are you guys' is- wives lately? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, your my wife thinks stuff. it's weird enough that y'all call me Ledger and that they call someone named Jordan Kobe. And like, she's like, what? Who? Who? And why do y'all do that? And then now I'm like, well, this guy is on the run and he came on a podcast. And this guy, you definitely know. My wife works in the medical field and she, like, she hates Scarly. And she's like, and I was, she watched the show for the first time ever for, to see that clip. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's mayhem. I ran into some people. How you doing today? And I'm like, I'm all right. <laughs> like my, my industry blew up a little bit over the last 72 hours. Just I got a little bit. I got totally rugged in terms of what I thought was true and what was actually true. Um, Look, it's embarrassing. It is. It's insane. Like we live in absolute la la land of total insanity, where the stakes are billions of dollars that very few people can comprehend even the people within the industry apparently even the people that are supposed to be the leaders are freaking morons like taking extraordinary risks the same risks that Gainsey takes you know it's like it's just, <laughs> Gainsey's smarter than them like i would put kobe in charge of crypto like just capital c crypto country kobe can be in charge and he's just no, a degenerate gambler me. that's been doing it since 2013 and survived it's like this survival bias survivorship bias so he's damn good at it he's he's lived through all this out and i'm like put the guy in charge like at least i don't think he's gonna rug everything and steal it all that's what i find insane i don't know if you read the multi-coin investor letter but they said they had access to the ftx q2 balance sheet information as part of their ongoing due diligence (laughs) um 
and they still lost like what 20% of assets like assets under management on the exchange so like can they not read a balance sheet or was the balance (laughs) sheet wrong like was it like fictional doctored i think not reading a balance sheet is definitely something to be considered that's definitely a possibility yeah like maybe right but if you then write in your investor letter we did the due diligence we looked at like the q2 books and then investors go look at the q2 books and there's a gigantic hole (laughs) it's not gonna look great um but it makes me wonder like were they giving incorrect books or did the problem happen afterwards did the books actually look fine in q2 um the books I don't know. And if you can have like in a, in a proper insider information and do like insider due diligence on FTX box and still get rugged by FTX, um, I mean, that's kind of crazy. I'm so trying to find chat that. said, um, Kobe, did you see that Sam said he'd come on up only? Yeah, this was on November 7th. He said he'd come on up only forever ago. So well, got- that was that was before uh, basically FTX went to zero. I think he was he was interested yeah. in talking to CZ because he was real, real interested in bending the knees before he actually, you know, was, was exposed forced. naked. Yeah, it yeah turned, it was he, to. he was saying he'd come on up only, you know, he's willing to talk. Saying basically, we're not even acknowledging these rumors anymore. Right. Back to business yeah. from the FTX account, and it was all a sham. In the background, he's trying to raise six billion dollars to cover the hole. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like he he said to us, we got put into a group chat with him after he said he'd come on, um, and he was like, "Yeah, cool, we'll do it today, on November seventh, maybe November uh, on November seventh or eighth. And then we were like, "Great, cool, we'll do it this time." I'll like wake up on time <laughs> um, and then we like get to it and it's like, oh, we're actually going to have to push it back. And then was like the radio silence. Right. It's so, like they right down to the line. They were just like, like lying about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're just, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'll go do a podcast and say how everything's fine. Well, that's on um, theme with 2022. Like everyone is like that up until the moment where everyone realizes that you well, all have I to mean, like show confidence until the very last moment. I mean, but to your, to your point, Kobe, like, so um, I, I just looked at the day um, a, a few hours ago because I couldn't believe it, but it was only 11 days ago that Voorhees and SBF had this debate. And SBF was days. lecturing the crypto industry on regulation. Yeah. Well, Eric well, he made did him the, look stupid. He did a speech in Congress or in, I don't know, where you, where you go sit in the wooden bit. <laughs> he purged all these people that are looking at you that work in the government. And like, they're in like a circle and you're sat there. That bit. He did that. Um, and he did a speech about how like the financial crisis couldn't have happened because they were like borrowing and like, you know, reborrowing and blah, 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 blah. Whereas everything on FTX is like, that couldn't happen on FTX. And that was last year, literally in Congress. Like he just went and sat there and either a lied to Congress about um, all the shit or all the problems happened afterwards. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just like me being naive again and being like, why would you go sit in Congress and like intentionally tell lies to like your government? Um, if you just knew they were false, it must've happened later on, but man, we, we we saw the same thing with uh oh i just uploaded uh that sound just went straight to the stream we just saw the same thing with uh three o's capital where they were like um uh super confident and trying to trying to talk about how like you know a few more liquidations than up only 
uh, and then that was them, right? And so it's just an insane amount of projection that they have to produce, that they have to give because they have to give confidence, right? We saw this with, with Alameda, the CEO, saying like, oh yeah, we'll buy all the FTT tokens at $22. You have to produce confidence. Uh, and so it's just like an insane amount of projection that's like required because that's like one of the last bits of ammo that they have left to shoot. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm reading this, uh, this multi-coin, um, this, this multi-coin letter. So how down bad is multi-coin right now? They, so they had, uh, it was like what? 10% of assets under management were affected. We're on FTX. But, yeah. But then you got to think about a Solana stake, the FTX stake, the soul coins, like the, the general thesis was like Sam coins, right? I, well, I saw the I saw the actual letter, but then the block post is basically the exact same thing as the letter. Like the block, the the one on the on the block is accurate, um, so it should say what the added stuff is. But in terms of percentage of everything, I wouldn't call them wrecked. But like their stake in Solana, I mean, they haven't sold enough of it for that to not be wrecked. It's down tremendously. Is, is it crazy to you guys? Like I, you know, all of the crypto gods of 2021 i mean i th I think of like the the main ones like it was it was suzu kyle davies is three hours capital right and then it was like uh do Kwan, right and like uh definitely kyle samani multi-coin like fun of the danny year. sesta danny sesta oh, favorite, god <laughs> that was earlier this year that he fell but yeah, yeah he was a he was a god in 2021 20, uh, um but even people like andre cronier right i mean he's still kind of active and phantom all of these things yeah, uh, for to sponsor up only now too. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Take it. And then, and then, and then the last one kind of standing was SBF. And um, I mean, where are they now? Like, are, are there any gods from 2021 still standing? Justin Sun. No, <laughs> no, he was a god before God. He was a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before he's one of the old gods. The old new gods. gods yeah, the new gods are dead. Yeah. New gods are dead. When did Bybit start? Twenty nineteen. Bybit just kind of like casually chilling, running a fucking exchange with no KYC, just like <laughs> staying out of the news cycles. I don't um, even know what like what is Bybit. I don't even know what that is. It's just like FTX, except it's like yellow instead of blue, and it's just no, not like registered anywhere. No, no identity checks. No AML KYC. No, bro. Don't talk I think it was like. <laughs> I think you could do like two, two hundred grand, two hundred grand a day if you don't have KYC or something. Um, I don't know. I didn't use it because it seemed like kind of dodgy. And then um, they did a bunch of uh, like token launches with like you know like the Moon Carl. Mm -hmm. um, they helped him launch a token called Caster, um, which like launched and was sucks. like all time high was on day one, and it's just a straight line downwards ever since. Like it's never made. It's just like actually just like a uh, a graph of a straight line downwards. Um, the but chat like, brought up you know what, like Trying Move to on. like figure out what the worst thing an exchange has done. If that's the worst shit they've done, maybe they're all right. Maybe they're one of the better ones. I I, I do wonder if um like where do you go now, right? Like FTX at least had the best user experience in my opinion from like the um website and app point of view not from the like you don't have any real money there point of no, view that great. user experience is very bad <laughs> um yeah but <laughs> yeah that's that's the problem binance i find really confusing um 
Coinbase um, is like really slow and um, like. I appreciate Coinbase you know, at this point. Like at this point, for some reason, I feel like some sort of like patriotism about Coinbase. Well, I've, I've, also they have been uh, trying to do cool stuff recently in the yeah. last like, I guess year and like more so. I think they yeah. lost their way a little bit. 2020, 2021. They kept yeah, raising well, their fees on the platform where everyone else was lowering them, and like they were not feeding the product that was good for traders, right, right. which was Coinbase Pro. Um, they just were doing things that weren't connected to the community. My critique They're, on Coinbase is they hired a ton of normies to run a crypto business because they had to, because they had to scale so goddamn fast and they weren't, there weren't enough crypto natives to hire and they needed to hire faster than they could find crypto natives. So they hired a bunch of normies and like you, you can't make normies care about crypto. So you can't make normies care about their jobs. So they had I get to that a, piece, but, but how come, how come FTX moves so quickly? quickly on things yeah, yeah, that's they, i was I'm, attracted oh, because they a, were spending all customer deposits <laughs> they had a bigger budget yeah um, i was i was attracted to platforms and that's why i liked blockfolio when they reached out and wanted to figure out a way to work with them we got rugged on that like blockfolio became ftx app became ftx so we we really didn't opt into ftx it just became impossible to say what is the ftx app even but nevertheless yeah. um yeah, the hilarious thing is we're actually sponsored by FTX US. That's our real contract. So no, we're like, our real contract is Blockfolio Inc. Right. Which is FTX That's US right. Now, right. I believe so. It's owned by know, FTX US, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll ask Brett. Who knows? <laughs> what um, was the structure? Up only did not rug anyone. FTX yeah. US is yeah. completely solvent. But, <laughs> right? Quite is hard. it real? Is it? And so. if any future yeah. Bankless sponsors, Rugs Bankless, so, we're also <laughs> not responsible. Yeah. You know, we, I, I guess my point though is back now? the reason I know for real. Ed, come back. Uh, so the 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 thing that I liked about it was I could tell a normal person in my life, like, how do you DCA in the crypto, right? And yeah. recommend this way that's not got crazy fees when you're trying to do it. Um, that gives you a reasonable way to swap in and out of majors. Doesn't have every shit coin uh, available right away. Is not 100x leverage. I asked Sam and CZ the time we did one versus, I mean, what a stream. I had technical issues naturally. <laughs> but like just in, in the concept of that, and I, like my biggest question for them is why is your default leverage 20x? It's bullshit. Like that is wrong. I think it, it was is, 100x then. I think well, the default was 20x. And oh, both yeah, of yeah. them were like, it shouldn't be. And yet there it was. And I don't want to tell a regular person to go to this platform where that's the default that's on by default. You're at this tremendous risk. And I liked the like simplicity of connect your bank to an app, get it easily, have a Robin, Robin hood like experience, if you will, where the money goes in, you do normal things in Robin hood. Not that they do it well. Like they can buy weekly options without being accredited. <laughs> Uh, but it's just it's just insane. Like make this stuff simpler for just onboarding people to products that aren't gonna make you destitute from your bad gambling habits. But yeah, I think that's why I, I, I where I think Coinbase lost their way a bit around their IPO was that they seemed to start making decisions that were based on the share price rather than decisions based on like the previous Coinbase ethos. Um, and I think maybe they've gone back to it a bit now like they've like launched some tokens for the first time they've launched like 
Coinbase ETH, which is like a wrapped staked ETH, um, like ERC20, which is I think the first token they've ever launched. Um, and they did like DeFi, DeFi front ends all within Coinbase, right? So you can interact with any DeFi app with that's some that's some real innovation the mpc wallet multi-party computation that's some really cool yeah. shit that i think a lot of people don't appreciate yeah um but um for a little while in the middle of last year or maybe even this year they were just like releasing like bottom of the barrel shit coins that you wouldn't even find on binance right like <sighs> oh, really, really 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 yeah. like uh, let's illiquid, go Brandon terrible here's a third like, random thing shit, that yeah. Coinbase Ventures backed uh, that doesn't exist anywhere else, but here it is, the liquid market on Coinbase. <laughs> Here's a token you've never heard of before. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, so, I mean, it's hard because like um, we need a fiat on-ramp, like we need a crypto exchange, a crypto bank in order to actually like start doing this. I think, I think like one thing that's obviously, I don't know, we've learned this a number of times this year, but it's just not leaving your funds on an exchange yeah right to so, actually go bankless <laughs> yeah to, a, to actually hey. and, it, and that's look that's a th that's a thing that um i mean i know we learned like about gox a long time ago but it's just like 2022 has just been that's been hammered into this generation's head like all of the things that have happened we know not to leave our funds on an exchange right um yeah, we have to have learned it but but well but that's the other thing is um I do think that you know crypto hasn't done a, a good enough job making user experience easy. So I still can't tell a norm back to your comment of like ledger a normie getting into crypto. You can't be like freaking like and here's a wallet and here's you know uh by this hardware wallet, you know 24 words and if you remember them, if you forget them, you're dead. You lose Rough. all of your money. Like yeah. The user experience just hasn't really caught up it's and worse. so it has a guy for me it's gotten I mean, worse it a while for like metamask and ledger metamask chrome does metamask chrome ledger converse uh combo has been rugging me for like a year in a row now you know who really you know the app, better lately you know but. the wallet that impresses me continuously small scrappy uh, maybe good maybe not but from a user experience perspective is rainbow wallet yeah um yeah i'm it's talking like, with uh, mike mcdermott next week yeah you, you need like look you need to be able to and it may not be everybody's preferred thing but you back up your uh, wallet to like an iCloud type service or something and you you uh, do the face thing for your authentication and like you're 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 rocking and you're rolling maybe that's your hot wallet maybe you have another way that's more secure whatever whatever like but you need it as easy as some of your mobile apps but you have the self-custody component still involved and I just think they make things easy now it gets hard at times and then you're like having to import your rainbow wallet to metamask and <laughs> You know, so that you can do a transaction with the same knots, cancel the transaction, blah, blah, blah. But it's, we need more apps that are trying that, right? That are really trying to be consumer level. The deep irony is if you stored your coins on FTX, you lost them, not your keys, not your coins. If you stored them in a hot wallet, you got your board ape stolen by someone sending you a link on Discord. If you bought a hardware wallet, they leaked your address to the entire internet <laughs> so now people can come steal your hardware wallet and beat you up. Like, well, there is no good path. The There's best no path is to just path, stick yeah. everything on Binance and go, yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're the biggest exchange. If they go down, it's all dead anyway. Um, so, I 
there really wasn't like a good thing. And like, didn't both hardware wallets have data breaches <laughs> or something went wrong with both? I don't, um, with Trezor too? I mean, this is, I don't this, know. This is where the Horcrux method becomes mandatory. What's the yeah, you just spray spray and pray your assets across a number of different yeah. oh uh, like ways. centralized no oh, yeah put it put seven, it in Coinbase seven, put it on your ledger seven soul seven, yeah. soul, seven places <laughs> did you not read the books come on man you're like <laughs> nine you put a lightning bolt on your head and you're like every kid at the movie <laughs> theater for Harry Potter Ryan were you ever Harry Potter for for Halloween. Uh, I was never Harry Potter for Halloween. No. You're like, yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm sad. Nice. Just yeah. another glasses. Um... I'm sad that uh, Ledger made yeah. a joke before I realized it. Yeah, yeah Ledger, you've become bit boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm bullying. Nice glasses, bro. Nice glasses, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, oh, man. God. He did apologize um, for that. Thanks. Thanks, bit yeah. boy. Well, we kind of made him. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of that. <laughs> the Stay boy, come to Bankless and say sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's Kraken. Maybe Kraken's like the last, um, the last hope. Like they always just seem to be in the background, chilling, trying to do the right thing. They have like, like the only massive exchange with proof, proof of reserves, mm -hmm. um, like Merkle Tree cryptographic proof of, proof of reserves. Um, like they seem like generally very mission aligned. I know um, Jay Powell just left. Um, as he uh, remains like an advisor or something, but um, you know, they seem decent. I mean, that's <laughs> just like uh, Kraken, Gemini, Binance, Coinbase. Okay, what? Coin. Oh, I don't even know. It gets I'm, it gets off of my uh, too too far off the down the yeah, list too, of the long tail. Too, are we worried about the Winkle V, v like Winkle and their their travel traveling band? <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen their band playing in a while. But like, they well, you send them you've seen it once though. On, <laughs> on Instagram, yeah. I didn't actually <laughs> see it. <laughs> yeah, which is they're in New York. <laughs> it's like, through the beard. It's me! <laughs> hey, you Love you guys. <laughs> Mosh pitting. Um, I'm at, I'm at listen, the party at least if they're going ago. to like play gigs for like college kids, at least they're not in DC lying to Congress. <laughs> Yeah, creating an even yeah. larger enemy. The thing is, right? If if you had like a decent actor go to DC and try and mediate things, I'm sure that is a better strategy than like fucking nothing, right? No one in the industry talks to them, and we all just try and hide. Yeah. Surely, a good actor who is being sensible and fighting for the right type of like stuff that the industry needs is a good thing. But the worst possible outcome is that the person doing it, taking photos with them, like taking photos with the head of the CFTC and like members of Congress and all this shit, then turns out to be running a Ponzi scheme exchange. Now they all go, this guy made me look stupid at my job. That's <laughs> the so worst. So we must crush him in return. We can't look, they, like we, we accepted money from him. We can't look like weak and corrupt. We now need to like, retaliate severely yep surely that's significantly worse than just doing nothing <laughs> i mean guys he like, gave he donated 70 million dollars to political campaigns you of know, customer ryan, deposits that, no? yeah of customer it, deposits it may be more than that too. you know ryan ryan who apparently was left in the dark in all this ryan's salam or however you pronounce it selkis are you talking about N no, no, oh, no, no, no. no number two at FTX. Oh, he like, just okay. think of Sam. 
think of the absolute opposite, and that's Ryan. Uh, it, oh, he was. He was. Wait, what is the opposite of a Sam? Yeah. So uh, I can't. Steaks. I don't have a mental. Eats, eats, eats red meat. I once okay. saw him getting. I once right. saw him. Saw him getting an IV as a hangover cure, and <laughs> okay. in Miami, like a like frat boy type of guy. Okay. All right. Um, apparently he was left in the dark in all this, but he was profiled as well as Sam because his spouse is running, ran for Congress. I don't know if she won or not. Um, but he donated like $25 million to Republican causes. He was like a top five Republican donor while Sam was a number two or whatever democratic donor. They're both from FTX. They both like whether Ryan, I don't, it doesn't appear that Ryan is. It really seems like a very small number of people at FTX were aware of this. Like well, I've had employees reach out to me, to be, be like, yeah. "I'm in the dark." They're helping me with support tickets for people trying to get money off FTX US. It's crazy. But Ryan was also a large contributor to Republican causes. They were some of the biggest players in this world of politicians giving money on both sides. It's it's not good. All right, let me let me ask you guys like a crazy like um, Joe Rogan type of question here is like what are the chances that you do a joe rogan voice yeah, yeah. I, I can't do a joe rogan voice david also you like what are the chances that this like sbf was a plant i mean all of this to your point kobe seemed like so scripted all right like this whole industry the, is scripted the, we're all in like, simulation where did he come from? <laughs> I mean, he rises from nowhere, 2018, 2019, builds... He did come from nowhere. The fastest growing exchange in the world. How? How did he go from zero to what, like $22 billion? How did that happen? How did he infiltrate DC and become like the spokesperson for, crypt- for crypto and DeFi, right? And now, after he's earned the trust of all the politicians, the whole thing turns out to be smoke and mirrors, right? Like industry wrecked like I, I don't know what happens in the wake of this is there like any chance in your in your minds that there's something it's <laughs> something to the this? only thing that adds credibility to it is these parents are like deeply right deep state like <laughs> deep state mega lawyers <laughs> he turbo um, wrote them his parents yeah and like his mom like created like some like get out to vote coalition or some shit um which means his mom's hillary clinton and uh you know like i i i think it's like probably not true but i thought that it was probably not true that they were insolvent so (laughs) (laughs) what is reality anymore the the chat is convinced Um, he's a cia so i think it's much more likely that he had a really fast growing exchange okay 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 maybe it's this he had an exchange it was really fast growing totally by like a mix of like luck and aggression. Like, you know, if you're willing to trade customer deposits, maybe you're willing to be a bit more aggressive on stuff that other people aren't. And like that sort of insanity or psychopathy um, translates into like business success. Um, At some point you fucked up and had this hole in the balance sheet, but like you can't tell your parents, can you? They'll be so disappointed that their (laughs) son (laughs) fucked up really badly. So he's like political elite parents are going like, you should go to Congress and you should talk. You should donate to these guys. You should donate to these guys. Yeah, they were telling him never get in crypto in the first place. Yeah, like, yes, mom, yes, dad, I'll definitely do that. And like in the back of his mind, it's like, fuck, I like, (laughs) all he wants to do is make his parents proud. (laughs) He just can't tell them that he's got. And that's why it snowballed out of control because he was, he has, 
mommy issues. How old do you think SPF is? It's possible. How old? He's under 30, right? Like 20. Must be about 30. He's exactly 30 years old. He was born in March 1992. Um, how old is Vitalik? 28. Did you see the tweet that Vitalik posted? It made me so sad. So he like um replied to someone yeah. about net, like SBF's net worth plummeting to like one billion dollars, <laughs> yeah. And Vitalik replied and just said that is much more than that is still much more than I have, and that was the only words of the tweet. And I was like, yeah. his, uh, plummet, his like net worth plummets ninety five percent to a billion dollars, one yeah. billion dollars. Great. This is SBF. Not because I don't really know SBF, what effective yeah. altruism means, but I feel like Vitalik embodies that much more. Yeah, well, Bro, but I can this... tell you what effective altruism means. I read the book. I read the book when I was in university, or maybe after university, when in my early twenties or something. Um, and parts of it are like extremely enticing, and I could understand the attraction to the book, right? Because it tells you stories about um, uh, certain charity initiatives throughout history that were basically completely ineffective, and it gives the example of something called the Water Wheel, which was a apparently in the bush administration era this huge um uh popular initiative to like help um like poor countries in parts of africa have access to clean water um and they went and they removed loads of these hand pumps these water hand pumps and they put these like um like these big wheels that you push around in um but it turned out if you pushed the wheel constantly for 24 hours you got about 18 hours worth of water because this wheel was like completely ineffective and um uh, like like they hated using this wheel it was like demoralizing and degrading it was like a like a playground item to push around um but all of the uh, like i think it was the first lady was like all in on this initiative going and like taking photos with these water wheels saying look we're saving um we're saving the poor countries like a merry-go-round yes someone in chat just said we're saving the poor countries but in practice, they were just burning money, making things worse and not helping. And that was an example of like ineffective altruism where people get excited by how, by the cause of like, I'm going to look so great solving this problem that like is emotional. And another example is like plastic in the ocean where it's everyone's favorite topic. So there's so much money being poured into it that it becomes in, like used ineffectively. And the most effective redu like reduction of suffering was really unsexy stuff like deworming of children um, in like parts of the world where like if you dewormed kids, uh, like like there was a fifty percent increase in people classing uh, passing school, and then that uh, policy paid for itself within three years because the tax dollars from the people that would go into the workforce from this initiative would like then pay itself off um and there's this book that like kind of says so you should focus on like impact with with doing good you shouldn't focus on what feels good you should focus on like actual reduction of suffering but the book the the book gets a little bit strange in that will askill the guy who writes it uses this like logic to go into the argument that actually therefore the best way you can reduce suffering is to go work at goldman sachs steal everyone's <laughs> money and <laughs> use that money in the most effective ways for reducing human suffering because if you go work at charity you're doing a small amount whereas if you steal or if you acquire multi-billions and then use them really effectively 
you're actually reducing human suffering by a lot more with your life, with your like, um, with your time. Because than... you're good at making money in Wall Street. Exactly. You make money and then you use that really effectively. Is the book have a chapter on not blowing up in the process? And yeah, and like that is that's exactly what that's the playbook. SBF read this book and was ignored all the bits about like human suffering and was like, okay, gotta make thirty billion dollars. <laughs> um, We'll reduce human suffering by stealing everyone's money. Great, let's go. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, it's 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 quite a good book. Um, I always I always like thought the uh, the whole effect of altruism was like guillotine insurance. It's like, oh yeah, you just liquidated all of the industry, but you have this banner of effective altruism. You're talking about you're talking about for SBF for specifically. SBF. For SBF. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not talking about like like not for generally me, like, speaking. Yeah. Effective altruism, like conceptually i'm i'm like a big fan i mean right. that makes sense well it got sbf like, on the Sam Harris podcast well deworming like yeah well yeah probably uh, yeah i refuse i refuse to accept that process doesn't matter right like i think like, process, like how you make the money do you mean yes i think process matters if you say like there's a like biblical reference if you give someone a dollar and what do they do with it you give someone a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars what do they do with it shekels or something but you know what i'm saying like what you do with the dollar is going to reflect what you're going to do with a thousand of them or a million of them and if you say like i will do good work just give me lots and lots of money in whatever the way is possible and then i'll do good with it you you need to do good along the way you need to show that you can be responsible with the resources that you've been um, entrusted with along the way to then be entrusted with the resources when they're larger. I refuse to believe that just get it all while it's hot in whatever way possible and then do good later. You just won't. Yeah. 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 No, I like that a lot. Yeah. I do agree. I do agree that it is like, he sort of, I think he read this book called Doing Good Better and then sort of used it as a shield as like, I can't be evil because look at what I'm doing on the other side and like took the like most perverted, just like the most perverted way you can read the book and go, oh, okay, that makes me a good person. That justifies the stuff I'm doing because that book says it's the like best way to reduce human suffering or whatever. Um, I reckon... Uh, the dude that wrote that box in complete shambles. He's like his life, life's work has like been made a mockery of. <laughs> it's like what the I mean, SPF specifically was... because of SBF. Yeah, he was, a, a... he was his personal advisor for a bit. Oh, wow. I did the not guy know that, that wrote the book. I did wow. not know. Yeah, you know, the dude that was texting Elon on his behalf was the dude who wrote the book. <sighs> so, like, SBF was a poster child for the effective altruism movement. That's what every article was yeah. about. It's like the whole PR yeah. strategy was effective yeah. altruism. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, now, anything I know that was like actually decent in that book is just like wrecked now by association. I think David was. Uh, you were always skeptical, and I see. Yeah, hard I was time like, all right, like I used to be like, but like, but like he he hasn't said he'd do it right now. He's still in kind of the phase, Kobe. You were talking about earlier, where he's like, like at Goldman Sachs making all the money, right? And I'm like, David, you can't you can't call him out on not giving it away yet because it's always been a strategy to make 
the most money possible and right. then to give it away later. Right. But it's you're always super convenient ones. like process to go back to, to, to Ledger's point. It's like, yeah, you, you need to do good with $1 and then do good with $10 and then do good with $100. Because you, you, you get to pre-mine all the glory. Right. Yeah. The PR <laughs> so that when, when we were talking about this on the weekly roll-up, I was like, yeah, I also plan to commit to not give away 99.9% of my wealth. <laughs> like, I will also do that. Yeah. I mean, the mo- the like 10 seconds before I die. Jack Jack from Twitter kind of did this. He's like, I didn't, he didn't, didn't laugh about it in advance. Like, in, in did he, he actually did it? He actually, he actually did that? Well, you don't, don't you remember? It was a couple of years ago. He transferred like half of his wealth into an entity that would yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, like right, right. grants away and right. it, he picked the causes and there's like a API that you can, or an RSS feed or something you can pull. Yeah. And it, if you go look at it, just every few days, he's like, we gave two, $2 million here. We gave $2 million here. And like, they're all, they all look great. This um, is the Cardano. Like lap about it, all the time this, and put it on posters around. This is the Cardano right. problem, right? Like Jack just did it. It was news for a day and then it was done. The Cardano thing is like, yeah, we're going to have smart contracts. We're going to have right. smart contracts. We're going to have right. smart contracts. We're going to have smart contracts. And then it's like so disappointing if and when they ever occur. Right. But you talked about it all that time. You implanted it in the your mind versus the person that just does it. It's forgotten. Right. Like you said that I had to be reminded that Jack was just actually yeah, altru- actually like altruistic. Yeah. You're right. It's kind of the way it should be. But by, by the way, speaking of Charles, uh, you know, he popped up in my timeline earlier oh, today. I'm so sorry. Yeah. He, he said this is his, his comments on things um, just on some twid, uh, some thread criticizing SBF and um, somebody tweets out and he says, uh, at least you found the real villain before you can give uh, Charles Hodgkinson credit for being an actual good billionaire, calling Charles an actual good billionaire and Charles jumps in. It's really amazing the level of bile and criticism that I've gotten throughout the years. Been almost 10 years waiting on the great Charles Hodgkinson criminal scandal. But please tell me all about Laura's new book. You know, for Charles, it's always always about Charles. It's always about Charles. I yeah. don't. I didn't. No one expected a Charles criminal scandal, did they? No, because that would <laughs> mean not. that he would actually do something. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he does things, David. Oh, they had a great uh, booth. Apparently, there's an official statement from Huobi um, that they will help TRX holders on FTX with one to one. Can anyone find this? One to one. One to one. So that I means mean, if you migrate uh, for TRX holders, apparently, for, from this. Oh, thank God the TRX holders get bailed out. <laughs> Fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. TRX holders? Tron holders? Isn't that. If you have TRX on, on, on SBF, or I'm sorry, on FTX. <laughs> SBF, FTX, <laughs> what's the difference? abbreviation. <laughs> RSA. <laughs> um, I can't see any official statement about it, but. Uh, Is that the thing? Is that the thing that um, Justin Sun was excited about? Oh, my God. Have you seen the picture of Justin Sun's face photoshopped onto Superman saving a baby um, <laughs> oh that was posted God. by the Huobi Exchange in response to Justin Sun? Justin Sun's created Justin it. Now. <laughs> he commissioned so Justin, it. Justin's own exchange, was he was like, put my face on. <laughs> and the baby, well, it's not a baby, it's like a toddler or something, but the toddler looks really uncomfortable. You got to admit, in terms of interviews we've done, we've never oh given... God. We've never given somebody so much direct heat and they just roll with it. And he's like That's Justin's son. Yeah. yeah and then you guys have talked to Justin's son. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, he was inc- <laughs> he incredible on the show. <laughs> Kobe was like, 
Con- he was confronting him about sleeping with someone's wife or something like that. Justin's like, you remember the saga? How did you like, know about this? No, no, there was a saga in it was the May 2021 crash where there was this rumor that they were trying to liquidate. Someone was trying to liquidate Justin's son on chain because he slept with their wife. So it was like some crypto whale's wife had slept with Justin's son or something. There was this rumor. It was like obviously just like a meme rumor that someone come up with. Um, but he came on and we like asked him about it quite early on in the show. And he was just like laughing and was like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you. Wired, <laughs> Wired had written, Wired had written this like 10,000 word article. Some journalist spent two months on this and Justin's son quote tweets it. And it's like, lol. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what is this guy? Like he just, it's the full embrace of the stupidity of our space, and he just makes billions. Guys, Prin- I remember Prince and Ethereum clone makes billions, keeps his billions. <laughs> in twenty in twenty eighteen, I thought like Justin's son was like the peak scammer, like the worst scammer of this industry. And and now I'm looking the at twenty twenty scammer of this industry. Yeah, and I'm like, this guy. I mean, he seems like like an angel. No one, to, no one like, truly the... hates him. <laughs> and I, I well, think isn't that just because it was like, like. If like the time the, the the time since your transgression is long enough, people don't care, right? Like CZ yeah. was the biggest villain in crypto for such a long time. In mm-hmm. like it's the like victimless the of my it's, day. It's the victimless crime. Totally, yeah. Was, well, CZ yeah, and, and Justin Sun were working together, like kind of in the in the back alley to do token promotion stuff on Binance, right? That's, yeah, that's what like, I've heard. Well, Justin Sun, like the Tron white paper was like parts of it was just copy pasted of the Ethereum white paper. The IPFS and, side, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like, did an ICO raise billion dollars, or however many, however much, um, and then just chilled. But because like he's now just chilling and having a nice time, people just go, "Oh, that was ages ago." He doesn't need to scam us anymore, and he's kind of entertaining. He's so. like, well, he's we we've also completely redefined to a much worse degree what a scammer is. Like the scammers yeah. have gotten worse. They've got they've gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is, isn't isn't Justin's son like he's like a huge like whale, right? I mean, yeah, he's like yeah. a huge he's like five whale. ten x more. Dude, I still Vitalik. subscribe to his wallet. I'm gonna find it right now. All right, doesn't he like rumor is okay? Qu- wait, sorry, this. Ryan. How old do you think Justin's son is? Um, I'm looking at the Superman photo. He's looking pretty, pretty good, pretty young. I'm gonna I'm gonna also gonna say uh thirty. Are there you no. two? Is he is he thirty? Yeah, thirty. He's thirty two. 32. 32. 32. He's the oldest one um, I've mentioned so far. Also, right, like he, yeah, he did like a, he did an ICO for some chain, which is just an Ethereum clone and is not super, um, like, not it's, remarkably it's, interesting to me personally. It's a copy pasted white, like it, the, the white paper was copy pasted, the chain was copy pasted. The whole thing. Yeah, but then and like, no you know, they moved fuck. to proof of stake and they did a bunch of stuff and then their fees are always insanely low. He kept working on it this whole time and now it's like the biggest chain for like Tether or something. It's like the biggest chain for like USD payments. So they yeah. like actually carved out a niche and created a bunch of value. So then it's like, mm, well, you know, yeah. if you build something of value, even if the beginnings of it were not um incredibly honorable people forget is that actually a scam yeah it kind of grew into legitimacy he uh his DeFi, his main DeFi wallet it only has like 250 million in it now but it had like a billion plus two billion three doesn't doesn't ledger doesn't he have more eth than vitalik yes he does 
Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah, yeah. he's unbelievably wealthy. more Ethan Vitalik, multi-billionaire. Well, because no Vitalik only it. gives away money, he doesn't earn yeah. anymore. Justin's a multi-billionaire on Except chain. Pre-mine, pre-mine right? scam. Like, well, just on chain. Also, Justin's also quite good at trading. I don't know if you like followed his like like macro directional stuff, but he generally buys the bottom and sells close to the top. Um, like he wow. sold all of his Ethereum at like four four um, around this time last year. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like, and no. when we follow his wallets david and when we talked <laughs> this is uh, this bear market is the first time i've actually bought bottoms well you uh, don't know this is a bottom yeah yeah <laughs> like, I, what, I bought i bought it eight eight <laughs> seven eight ninety seven i feel pretty damn good about okay. that oh, that's not nice. bad so um yeah justin justin was came on the show and he was talking about his d5 movements and his liquidation he's like Oh, I was actually asleep when that was going on. It's like, well, you had a thousand dollar margin at risk because he was like farming crap left and right. It's like, yeah, that's when I hired somebody to actually make sure that I'm like managing stuff. Because before that, <laughs> he was just managing billions on like leverage DeFi yield farms, YOLOing the crap out of the whole thing. So, um, fun, fun fact: uh, Tron is now worth more than Solana. That makes me sad. Really? That makes me yeah. sad. Number Good deal 15. for Solana. I mean, what's the price of Solana? I, I haven't looked I, at the price. I have. I am now bucks. Uh, chill with Solana, where previously I was less not. No, Tron's number sixteen. Solana's number thirteen. FTV or not? I'm on a uh, Coin Gecko. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm Boomer Coin. Price Gecko. of Solana has gone Gecko from. Too. Holy crap! In three and a half, four yeah. and a half hours, Solana's gone uh, low of eleven forty six to wow, fifteen twelve. Eleven. Eleven. Where are you looking? I don't know. Let me see. I it's kind of crazy that Tron and BNB are also basically oh, it's on the FTX. same things. I have to change all my trading yeah, stuff. They're all FTX anymore. It's literally fake, fake internet money over there. Screw you, Sam. Like honestly, you got to make me change my trading views. <laughs> well, industry has this. to re reconfigure itself. Yeah, trading view. Come on, make the indexes. We need more indexes. <laughs> uh solana gonna get hit harder i think some unlocks coming yeah the pike too uh, uh, I, I don't know somebody came in and did like they changed some delegator thing today did they wasn't okay so when when it, uh, three hours capital got liquidated that was the bottom like it was the bottom within like 24 to 48 hours of the big news like spreading throughout crypto twitter and everyone uh being worried about contagion oh contagion's coming contagion's coming turns out no the bottom was right then and there so like that's if we're going to repeat that like I'm not a trader, but like my gut take is that the bottom of the prices is going to be happening the day of the worst news, which is FTX being insolvent. That's my quick take. Don't tell me you're not a trader. You, I, I gotta go to our direct messages. Trustless. Is he? Stay. Is he giving you trading advice? I was, just I was, like, I was good trading on the way up. I wasn't just like on Tuesday. On, the way down. on Tuesday, it's one of my one of my most severe regrets because at the time i actually had a bunch of money on binance us where right. manic existed right and my dm february 15th 2021 i do not want to timestamp the price all caps matic and was, i was, was like it, screw you was that, <laughs> like, it was at 20 cents at the moment or i think even less it was 11 it was 11, 11 cents <laughs> i like stopped out at 10 cents I, would, yeah. I was like all right david let's roll baby Stop out at ten cents goes two dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad. At, I was really mad at you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I forget what I was trying to bring up there. Bring back pain, David. Uh, you are a trader man. You you called the um, 
you called us Solana bottom, I think, on our Tuesday live stream. You're talking Can't about remember Solana. what that was. God, I didn't. That doesn't sound like yeah, me. Did. Yeah, I just I I re-listened to that part of the episode. Um, Good for me. The problem it was wasn't Solana. the bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> problem yeah. with Solana is that you still have all these like liquidity issues. People that can always right. fall back on yes. what they have vesting in Solana to just get rid of it, and you have the three dollar I'll buy all you want meme, right? Which is strong. Right, it's very like strong. it yeah. really those those things they gotta be magnets, right? Totally, and I think so. I think Solana is like very well positioned to be the ETH of the last cycle because like ETH of last cycle had all this ICO sell pressure, like and a mountain of ICO sell pressure. Never, never mind consensus and Joe Lubin, and that's Solana of this cycle where they have all of the insane investor lockups and just the dumpage from FTX but and all the associated three, $3 is exactly 99% off the top. And you know, that's going to be juicy. In some ways I, you've got to imagine that, um, the Solana founders feel very bittersweet about this FTX stuff because obviously they, you know, it's horrible for the industry and, mm-hmm. um, like bad for them reputationally because the Solana was kind of like, the Sam coin, the, right. the Sam coin that enabled all other Sam coins, mm-hmm. um, in a way, it was the, uh, like Sam was sort of the poster boy for Solana. Yeah, the OG Sam coin. But at the same time, the removal of that narrative can only be good for Solana in the future, right? Like, right. Yeah. Like, if, if you're in right? three like, years and like you still have FTX looming over you as Sam looming over you as the like the biggest thing about your chain yeah this just like removes it as a problem for them and sure maybe there's a lot of fdx owned solana that needs to get sold and maybe there's you know all that stuff and there's maybe ongoing um reputational damage but at least it's like out of the way it's behind you and you can move on and like solana can do its own thing and like try and build its own sort of um future without being like cross-pollinated with FTX and SBF stuff. One of the biggest bits of FUD of Seoul is the concentrated ownership by all the VCs. So if we can get it out of their hands, it's the same thing as like Ether back with all the concentrated ICO ownership. What has has more multiples upside with ETH-like development moat than Solana, especially if you get it three bucks, right? Three to 30 is... A 10x. That's 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 a thousand to ten thousand dollar ETH. Where we're gonna be, like, our eyeballs are gonna be bleeding. All four of us, if ETH <laughs> goes to ten thousand, like we're just gonna be unbelievably euphoric. So okay, ETH so ten thousand. So that's Solana three to three, three to thirty is the same thing. So when you're looking at that relative pair, if you get three dollars, you just, you just buckle in and you buy Solana at three dollars. Right. Oh, I like, don't. I don't. So uh, when Ether capitulated down to eighty dollars, that was a eight billion dollar market cap for Ethereum. Solana right now is at a five and a half billion dollar market cap. It touched five earlier today. Uh, so we're already like, if you want to compare these things uh, one cycle apart, like we're already Solana is almost like half of what Ether was last cycle. I'm not saying the Solana yeah, potential. Like- Go ahead. Yeah, ETH's highs of last cycle were much higher than Solana's highs of this cycle, though, right? Like, mm. ETH, ETH last cycle 
went crazy because of the ICO stuff, but it was like very deeply used for something. And it was used for something for the first time. And like, maybe that thing was an illegal fundraising platform, but it was like, there's product thing, market yeah. fit for smart contract chains here to do something. Um, whereas um, like the proof proving point for Solana is like what the price went up a lot. And like, I mean, personally for like, for me, I I've never been, uh, bullish on Solana, like probably, you know, to my, uh, like, uh, you know, would have been nice to buy at three, but, um, there is a price at which I am bullish on Solana, what but price? for me, it's not this for me, not, it's closer to three. Not it's 10. not 15. It's closer to three. Like, so right now Solana to you, another way to look at it is it's off 94% from all time high, which is basically what ETH traced. Last, last uh yeah last cycle right down uh 94% i still think it's got a ways to drop before this is fully washed out there's a big yellow box on my chart from 3 to 4 for which was the high of uh 20 september 2020 yeah um, it's basically the whole gap up from samcoin fame yeah i mean that i mean that really propelled it that was rocket fuel and so That's we got to go we got to go back. Something <laughs> we like have that. to go back. We got to go back before we can go forward. Yeah, I think it's the coin of last resort for too many people. Still, I think that's fair. It but, is. I do agree, though, David. Like you know, it it does have an ecosystem of builders, right? There I mean, is a real there. community there. For that's network sure. effects. Network effects the most powerful thing in crypto. Bitcoin's actually draining network effects right now, and ETH and Solana are building them. Solana is building them faster than ETH. ETH is the dominant has the dominant network effects in the ecosystem. Dude, Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin community is divided once again. I don't know if what, you want to open Bitcoin's up gonna, Bitcoin's got big problems, man. Bitcoin has got big problems, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You man, know, we've all got big problems. <laughs> 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 okay, well, I, well, actually, you know, being in Ethereum DeFi for all of 2022 has felt like the world is just ripping apart around me and me and all my little ETH friends are on this tiny little like oasis, like watching You've been in Ethereum DeFi all of 2022. Oasis? An oasis? <laughs> it went straight downwards for the pre previous like two and a half years. Well, yeah, <laughs> but sure everything else oasis? broke, Kobe. Like everything you're else. Talking about, you're talking about DeFi token price, which is No, 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 no. I'm talking DeFi about just tokens. like the Ether that I have and the apps that I have it in. It's like, yeah, the price is going down, but they're still functioning as designed. Meanwhile, is Solana is halting. Meanwhile, FTX is insolvent. Meanwhile, Three Arrows Capital like nuked everything. And so, like, yeah, like we're down bad in correlation with the market, but like I still have my ether. If you my get ether. David drunk enough, you're the, the only person I know that says ether. <laughs> I've been saying ether since day one. Yeah, but you are right. Yeah. I am. I'm one of the few people that says that. Yeah. I say it too. It surprises me that ETH is down relative to BTC this week. Like it, it doesn't feel that way because just the relative price of Bitcoin's been dancing in the 15, 16 Ks and ETH is over a thousand dollars. It just feels stronger, but it's actually down on the week. I feel like if we were back in last cycle, uh, the, the fact that ETH BTC is performing so well is very but indicative of Ethereum strength. Yeah, but yeah, we, yeah, exactly. ETH, ETH is down 76% uh all-time high bitcoin is down uh 77 percent that is insane i mean it makes sense now because i i believe in ethereum's fundamentals but like if you compared this to last cycle that that was unheard of 
Kobe's in his mind drafting tweets from his Bitcoin Maxi alt account. <laughs> Are you still a believer, I've been Kobe? Bitcoin Maxi alt account for a while. I've got hundred thousand followers now. It's my favorite thing to write on. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. I'm beloved. I'm beloved in my community. Somebody, Kobe. Who was it? Who was it that did the tweet of like Kobe wakes up and picks up his mask for the day and puts it on? Like it's the truest tweet I've ever seen of you. Yeah, for a little while I'd. Uh, um, Oh, like a lawyer account where I was commenting on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation lawsuit, just making <laughs> stuff up. Got quite a lot of followers on that one as well. <laughs> I mean, Twitter's an art. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think, I think, like this whole like, whoa, is Solana the good bet for next cycle? Is like, like, how's everything doing, etc., etc., etc. It's just decisions you don't need to make now. Like, mm. you can think about it now if you're bored. Like, like <laughs> if you want to spend your time thinking about that stuff and make a plan for however long in the future, um, like fair enough. But I think just like reevaluate it when the time is right. Like, uh, I think it, in the last two, three years, the optimal strategy was like find a thing that's going up the most and chase it. <laughs> like, okay, so Mike seems to go up quite a lot. Solana seems to go up quite a lot. And then it just kept it kept outperforming everything for the entire cycle and then it was over. And then there was some stuff that didn't go up very much and it underperformed and it underperformed the entire cycle. And like you probably couldn't have guessed what they were three years prior to that. Um so just like wait and see. So much stuff can change between now and then. Um and you know, who knows? Cred Maybe Cred we'll all be trading Aptos and Sui and stuff. <laughs> I heard they have. I heard they have a lot. Had a had a significant percentage of money on uh, FTX. Mm -hmm. Are we? I, I think they both dis they discredited that rumor. Both the labs. Okay. It's a good rumor, though. You probably started that. Um, <laughs> the... You can imagine just Kobe starting and ending rumors with his own alts. <laughs> Bro, I yeah, make up a rumor that Caroline used to date Sam. Um, as a joke, um, he said that on, and it show. went. It spread like fucking wildfire, and then <laughs> someone said it in a group chat, and I was like, "No, let's not try." I made it up, and then someone was like, "No, it actually is true." <laughs> so I like, made up a rumor, <laughs> and then it actually just turned out to actually be real. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Jesus, Kobe just opens up Pandora's box and can't get the rumors back in. How many? Uh, how many months of winter? did sbf set us back all of 2023 months all of 2023 all of 2023 yeah. well i mean months can be i mean more more than months, 10 <laughs> yeah it could be more than 12 uh, you could i think it's quite bad i think months. it's probably several years several several, several years. years you're talking Wait, 20, 24 months i'm a, i'm asking specifically what sbf you oh. think added to the crypto winter Added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several in addition, Ooh. he added several years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. He he was he was the poster boy of trad crypto. Um, yeah, like the DC that. crypto movement. Even if he wasn't like you know the person, um, uh, like pushing for that, he'd sort of become this like he he'll be the most recognizable crypto face to a lot of um uh politicians regulators uh, etc i think um and he went and blatantly lied to their face um it seems or told them um 
yeah, like told them something and then like had the same problems later and made the same mistakes later. It, like, or just lied to their face. Let's go with the lie to their face. Um, as he did to everyone else only days ago. Um, but if he lied to their face, they won't welcome whoever else with open arms. They're not going to go, oh, these people have like, good, like, you know, good intentions, good faith. Um, this like discussions with us they're just going to say like their mindset for several years now if it wasn't already is going to be um these people uh are just lying to us and trying to pull the wool over our eyes um and they're not going to care about the distinction between like a centralized exchange operating as a bank and you know a fully transparent um on-chain self-custodied um you know protocol that gets exploited. Um, they're just not going to care about the difference. They're just going to say, like, that's all the same thing to me. That's crypto. Um, and that is very bad. And the like, the guy that donated hundreds of millions to us um, was also um, doing, like, the, the worst possible thing. Um, plus, if you think about um, the amount of people who will have lost money there, the amount of people that will have narrowly avoided losing money there, um, the amount of builders that will have treasuries there. So like, you know, how many projects are secretly dead now because they've lost everything and we don't know yet. Um, how many industry participants will have had a relationship with Alameda and FTX that their business is now significantly wound down? The knock-on effects of that, all these people lose their jobs um, because the their businesses go they go out of business um and the pr progress you need in uh you know innovation or like building or whatever gets significantly um delayed because of uh because of that um so trust is down like actual progress in the industry um is moved backwards um and not just from like mount gox being like it's kind of like you use the exchange, it feels like it's kind of broken. And, you know, it's like this, like overseas thing. It's not like, you know, and then it's operating at the time of like Silk Road being the biggest like Bitcoin app. Um, so like, it makes sense that that goes down. It's the Wild West. Sam was pretending not to be like the opposite of that. He was like, we are the people that are getting our shit together trying to look, I guess, as Coinbase looks um, a little bit, but like cozying up maybe more to um, uh, traditional power structures. Um, so I think it's like, a, while probably smaller industry-wide impact than Mount Gox, um, much worse timing and probably much worse knock-on um, effects. If like an exchange dies really early, it's like, you know, no one knows how to do custody yet people don't know what's going on if it dies like after 10 years after mount gox went down um it's uh right you know Kobe, Kobe the, this, i think that trust is harder to repair it's bigger or smaller than if tether itself fell mm. don't say that oh much smaller, smaller than don't you smaller. say that itself fell. yeah and it depends how, how tether would fall like if it came out that tether had four billion unsecured to alameda that they can't get back and there's like you know um, a 5%, I don't know how much the market cap of Tether is, but let's say there's a 5% haircut on all Tether assets or something, then um, I think 
that's not the end of the world. If it's like, you know, oh, Tether's backed by nothing, that like that would obviously be like catastrophically large. Um several but, years. I think it's several years. I have a couple things to add, I guess. If you know, uh if it's several years, guys, we're we're all gonna need new sponsors. We'll, we'll sponsor up only if uh, up only sponsors bankless. How about that? Uh, like bro, we can print free money that way. <laughs> <laughs> Circular economy, Jeez. right, guys? I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> well, I, th- sure? I don't think a lot of this that's industry knows that. Ledger. Ledger. Yeah, <laughs> nothing went wrong. A lot of people don't know that. Ledger, what do, you, um, what do you add? Yeah, a couple of things that I think are just worth noting there is I think the VC market just went on major ice. Probably. Mm. Um, you know, I run a, I co run a startup. And uh, plug the every single uh, it's flip dot xyz flip 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 xyz. Thank God we have runway, right? But like we don't have infinite runway. Nobody, almost nobody, has infinite runway. Every single company with anywhere from whatever runway they have, three months to thirty six months, I don't care what it is, they're thinking how can we survive? And this is. The the, the the willingness of the of the VC market to go take risks at this point in that way is low. So you got to figure a whole different dynamic. It's all the metrics that you used to think mattered don't matter. It's new metrics. It's new baselines. It's new demands. This is not not the startup market. This is this is the money's market. The, the money, the liquidity is at a premium. And that is going to impact projects big and small. I mean, the way you're, way you're describing this, this is um, order of magnitude. And it, this kind of was hitting me today of how much larger this is than anything we've seen this year. Um, this is bigger than Thrower's Capital. Yeah. In terms of legitimacy for the space, yeah. I think. And those froze the, those froze the space for months. Yeah. I mean, this is bigger than than Doquan's Algo stablecoin. Uh, well, in the ranking to... of criminals, Doquan actually probably comes at the bottom now. Like all he did was build something that made no sense. And <laughs> yeah, then I was the... extremely confident in it. Doquan right? like he... was the happy idiot, right? <sighs> well, maybe, know. maybe, 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 right? Maybe. maybe he was very aware it made no sense and was doing a lot for it in the background. Who knows? But like, like. It seems like SBFs is by far the worst, and then Three Arrows is probably next worst because it's somewhat similar to FTX but without customer deposits. I mean, F- SBFs going to jail, right? I mean, this I is a thing that's going so. to happen. I mean, I hope so as well, but like, I, I think don't he know. deserves political elite lawyer parents and donated a lot of money to politicians. So, I think one of the reasons why this is so much worse is that it's the, just the next one, like the one that's after um, Terra Luna. Is going to be worse than Terra Luna. That was three hours capital. The one that's after three hours capital is going to be worse, and it always stacks because it's just like another shot to the heart. Like E two Brutus, like U two Sam, uh, and so like at this point we were we were joking when we started the live stream today. It's like it feels like the final season of the Game of Thrones of crypto blowups. But then my mind goes like, all right, what could be next? I don't see much more, but I don't think you know can really know we- that until after the fact. Other than yeah, well, we, did you think FD, FDX would blow up? No, no, no. 
the climax. Like if finished. KuCoin had gone down, I would have been like, like oh, yeah, okay, that okay, makes fine. sense. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that's why, like, like, who's left after FTX? This has to be the final I mean, season. This has to be the final blow up. We had Terra Luna. We had Three AC. We had Celsius. We had the Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor's not getting liquidated, right? Everyone keeps forgetting about them. Who? Yeah, we had the, the good actors of like BlockFi, right? Like right. the the ones caught up but significant. Now we have FTX. We don't know what the hell it is. We have the people that are the collateral damage of FTX. But FTX, in my opinion, was the climactic finish of the blowups. Right. If, um, if, if Vitalik turns out to be a scammer, then I'm, I'm just rage oh, in space. I'm going. I'm out. I'm going to grad school. I mean, the chat's yeah. yelling sailor. Like sailor. I don't sailor? think sailor can get liquidated. It's a like, slow. Yeah. Fin- it's a slow bleed finish like it's a multi-year which yeah. could happen right like uh, a crypto winner he can't service the loans i mean but what about tether you're talking about tether oh. ledger do you think that's, that's a... it's over i mean yeah if, mean it's if over. tethers tethers mount gox level i don't know i think ftx was mount gox level ftx was yeah. mount gox. well but okay here's here's a tweet from um i mean i wasn't here in the mount gox days i came a little bit after but um dan mcardle was uh he now works at uh, masari a he comp. started Masari. He started Masari with Selkis. A comp, uh, Mount Gox blow up. That was 6.5% of market cap, total crypto market cap. FTX blow up, 0.8% market cap, less than a percent. Yeah, but like you're talking total crypto market cap, right? Which the majority of is fake because that includes yeah. like Oxy and Serum and the bags that Alameda have borrowed against. That's <laughs> not real. <laughs> like, um, like it that's what I meant that's what I meant earlier when I said like it's much smaller in terms of scale than Mount Gox. Like the Dow hack was like thirty percent of all Ethereum or something, right? Like right. yeah. Um we don't have we don't have shit on that scale anymore because funds are way more spread out. But the impact of this is gonna be I think much bigger than like either the Dow hack or Mount Gox or right. the Bitfinex hack or right. um there's a lot of intangibles like that's market cap is one thing but legitimacy is legitimacy size is massive is there is there any silver lining here are you guys planning to why why are you guys playing are you planning to stick around well like i've been doing this for 10 years mate it's like part of my identity it's like third of my life what else am i going to do (laughs) third just a third why so low (laughs) well because i'm old as fuck (laughs) (laughs) what's the other two-thirds of your life kobe well, the first hey. 10 years, I was a kid. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like he's one. Talking one about, he's, he's I like thought you were talking like, yeah, you spend one third of your daily time <laughs> doing crypto. I'm like, you do two thirds of your time not crypto stuff? <laughs> I mean, my entire life. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it feels to me a little bit like, um, like my mental model of the crypto industry goes back quite a long way goes like moves backwards in time quite a long way because i had like i was always very paranoid and like skeptical of everything and like every exchange is going to die every coin's going to go to zero um like it's all fucked um the only thing that is important is bitcoin right like bitcoin is like this like um right. almost pure uh thing that has not been like perverted by um market participants or whatever um and then like Ethereum came along and then Ethereum was like a illegal GoFundMe for 2017. Um, and I was like, don't know if that feels um, super great either. Surely there can be something more important than just doing illegal fundraisers. And then 
DeFi started to kick off and I was like, okay, cool. This is the turning point for the industry. Like there's real stuff happening um, here. Like people are building important products that are better than their centralized counterparties, right? Like it's actually a better product. Um, and then these like venues started popping up that had good user experiences for the first time and they felt like a safe like product to use for the first time. And um, like actual institutional money was in the space and like backing people that seemed to know what they were doing. And my mental model of the crypto industry switched to like, oh, it's grown up a little bit. Mm. Not a lot. It's still obviously completely stupid, but <laughs> it um, it's not the wild west anymore. It's not all just like shambolic um, nonsense and um, like whack-a-mole exchange uh, life. But turns out... <laughs> It's exactly the same. Um, <laughs> so in, in, my, in my mind, it like like if people are just like printing like fake money, borrowing against the fake, borrowing real money against the fake money, stealing user deposits, and the exchange dies exactly the same as it did ten years ago, and periodically throughout those ten years. Um, and the only real difference is now like there are some things that are genuine products that are kind of cool. Um, so I like try and focus on that stuff a lot more um, uh, to remain optimistic about that stuff, like building uh um protocols and platforms where like that are sensor resistant that allow self-custody um allow you to like own your own stuff rather than having to rent it from um a bank or a, a crypto bank or, or whatever um stuff like that is getting built and it's important token prices of it all sucks like the some of the most important and useful things were the worst performers <laughs> of the last few years. Um, but um, those things are, are kind of cool, right? And like someone will build or maybe already has built it if it's like DYDX or GMX or all those other ones, like versions of FTX that don't require you to give your money to some dude. Um, and um, like that stuff's important, I think. And that stuff uh, is will remain interesting. And you just got to see how much of that happens because the bull market comes around, people forget about that stuff. People stay, take shortcuts again and um, uh, and like, like focus on the money rather than like the point of everything. Um, and like every single bear market I've been through at the around this time, one year from the top or two years from the top, by the way, today's like basically exactly one one year from the top on the dot. Hmm. Um, it's one year since Barry tweeted it's going to be a big week, and it was a big week. It was the top. <laughs> um, but like a one year or two years from that, every single time, it feels like it's fucked. It feels like okay, it's like there's no coming back from this one. Like it's uh -huh. it's actually fucking over this time. It always feels like that, and you feel it like viscerally for a few months, um, and then. It washes out, things go sideways for a while, the world doesn't explode, and um, you can start to like, people can start to rebuild. Um, so, yeah, who knows? I think my, my take on, on, that interpretation of uh, this last bull market is like, oh, we found some legitimacy in that, oh, we've discovered DeFi, we discovered some real things that solve some real problems. Uh, and then the bull market started, and then crypto started to like, return to its roots and return to what it was familiar with from previous bull cycles, which was like 
fork and fair launch, launch a token, uh, and just get more get more degenerate, right? And so we start with legitimacy at the very beginning of a bull market because that's what triggers the bull market in the first place. And then as the bull market goes on, like the collective IQ just goes lower and lower and lower until we back where we are back in like 2013, where we we're just like forking Bitcoin 17 times. Uh, and that's probably yeah. maybe if we carry that forward, that's how like the next bull market will start. We'll, we'll build something real. Some new innovations will come. We'll build out, out through this bear market. Uh, and then we'll just like go back. We're, we'll Benjamin button it and just go backwards into just like 80 IQ food coins. Uh, and that'll be the top. It's 80 low or high IQ. <laughs> <laughs> probably high. For, for next cycle, it'll probably be still pretty high. Yeah. Ledger, what about you? Are you going to gonna stick around? Are you going to take your advice, your wife's advice and like, I don't know. I don't know what she's telling you to do. If she's like, she's okay with me being in the space. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm okay with me being in the space. Really? <laughs> like, has this been pretty like shaking for you? It's not just crypto, but what we consistently it's life, man. It's life. Like everyone's an idiot. <laughs> we need rational actors. There's no where are the rational actors? I don't understand how is there not an adult in the room. The adults get crowded out by the children and the children don't deserve the power, but they have the power. They're the populists. They're the um, irrational risk takers. They're the ones that don't deserve the keys, but they've end up capturing the power of the keys. And it pisses me off. Like I, with, from a crypto perspective, I fell in love with the idea of a trustless and programmatic blockchain. Bitcoin took a while to connect for me, but Ethereum connected with me right away because it was trustless, at least in my naive eyes at the time, programmatic blockchain. And we saw that come to some real fruition with DeFi Summer, and that changed everything for me to where I was starting to get dejected after a few years of your trading coins that are supposed to have decentralized concepts on centralized exchanges to you can actually do things on chain. And even NFTs really clicked with me in that regard of you're doing things on chain, you're taking control of the programmatic elements of a public blockchain. And I can see through the JPEGs and into the, the deed that a 721 represents and what that can become 10 years from now or 20 years from now. And those things excite me. And then the freaking monkey brains take over again and they throw shit all over the place and they make a mess. And then like, hopefully some adults clean it up when it's all done and it's in the next bear. And then their bags underperform all the dog shit that gets spread out over the next bull cycle. And it's like, it's depressing. So yeah, it, it's like a thankless job. Not that I've participated well in it. Like I've, been one of the monkeys um but it's it's a thankless job to like express the reasons why you should be here I and mean, people are in the chat are talking about how andreas is who they admire he's not taken like the full um by the horns stance of profitability he's taken the moral high road along the along the way and very few of those really shine and last the reward is in the, the quick fix and hope you jump off the train, 
right in time before it implodes in the next cycle. And we got to get past that stuff. We got to get to true value. And I haven't seen that and it pisses me off and I would like to see that. And we haven't, I don't think we've really seen it yet. And you know, this is only two cycles for me. It's a second cycle where it ends in some pretty tremendous disappointment, like the climactic finish of, Oh bro, that's who are these happens. Yeah. But who are these children and where are the, where's the good stuff? Right. We need the good stuff. Right. I need, we need the real change not the dog coins and not the JPEGs and not the clone coins and the scammers and the dickheads and the criminals running off on the private planes. Like we need the builders and the change makers and they're not being rewarded or incentivized to be the good things. And we need them to be able to show up, to be rewarded, to show up. And we need them to take control and do something. And I, I haven't seen that yet. That's disappointing. Ledry, you don't have any. Uh, you don't have any kids, right? I have two kids. You have two kids. Uh, Ryan here is. Yeah, they're both NFT founders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan's got got three kids. Do you, do you guys' kids like the presence of your kids like impact how you think about the degeneracy in this industry? Yes. It for I mean for me it impacts how I think about like the future. Like I yeah I mean the reason I'm like the reason I'm in crypto is because. Um, I believe in what we're building here. You want to do the maximum public good. Yeah, I, effective altruism. Oh, I, guess. I, that I, was, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was the poster of SBF. The reason I'm in crypto is to do the maximum public good. Is that what he yeah. really says? God. There's like a poster. There's like that. they put it up on, on the streets. In San Francisco, yeah. I mean, but like, but it, it, this is the problem. It's the Alex Mashinsky saying um, you can't trust the banks. Right, like right. on a, on a T-shirt, or the SBF saying, "I want to do the maximum public good." I mean, this is the problem. So I, I've been asking, uh, you know, people lately who've been in crypto for a while. It's like, just your experience in crypto has it made you more bullish on humanity or more jaded? Um, and the answer I consistently get back is like, oh. yes, it's yes. And I guess I feel that too. And this is definitely a moment where we're kind of in a in a, in a trough in a valley where I'm just. I'm like, like you guys, I'm feeling pretty jaded about what's going on. Like how did this is such a self-inflicted wound? How did SBF and the so-called adults like screw this up so royally? I mean, this is like catastrophic failure. How did, how did we even get here? How did this happen? And it's greed, it's degeneracy, it's not being satisfied with being a, you know, multi-millionaire and a billionaire you have to be like 30 billion dollars richest dude on the planet I, it's that sort of thing that is dragging us down and i think ledger you're right like the right people aren't getting rewarded right sbf is still worth more than vitalik buterin like what how like how does that happen um so yeah it's um it's depressing sometimes and may, maybe this is just kind of a low point Maybe this maybe this is a uh, the bottom signal you right know, now. This entire what, episode. what's depressing is is what is it a bottom signal of the world? Like Putin, <laughs> Putin's being a dickhead. Trump is an idiot. Like shouldn't exist. Like Biden's been in public office since 1971. Like what is going on? Like none of these people deserve to be there. Like it's all ridiculous. The the absolute freaking apes are in charge, and. They make no sense. And they've, there's like billions of real people 
who are eating the consequences of this. Do you think this is what like the early internet, you know, fathers of the internet, you know, uh, yeah, created the internet and you're like, we're going to give access to knowledge to the entire world, right? I mean, just such a um, utopia type of vision. And now fast forward and look, look, look at all the ways we're using the, the internet for negative. It's done untold good, but like, I mean, are we any smarter like than we were, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago? I mean, it, it just, it, it does feel like uh, crypto is kind of repeating some of these mistakes. And um, yeah, I mean, I do get jaded when I look at that, when I look at things like FTX. Yet at the same time, guys, I mean, there are so many builders in this space and there's so many projects that are worthwhile. And I don't know, Kobe, you probably have the long-term When you say so many, you mean like 10, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? Um, like there's Uniswap, there's Aave, there's what else? Come on, help me, guys. Uh, yeah, I think that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tornado Cash. Oh, of, wait, can't touch that anymore. It's kind of a good point in a way, though, because like, and to tell this story, I'll have to do a, a, some somewhat of a anecdotal tangent because um i don't know how to explain things simply um because i'm not very smart but um not long ago i got into a little fight on twitter about nfts and i called them altcoins with pictures and um in defense of nfts a bunch of people point to like three or four artists that have built sustainable careers of selling like a one of one over time and their prices have gone up over time and they have genuine collectors and they're like NFTs are not altcoins with pictures. It's not a scam. It's not all just like speculation casino because look here at this like slice. This slice is interesting, pure. It doesn't have any of those things. It's everything that the NFT space is supposed to be. Um, these are real artists who have managed to connect to an audience and monetize their work. Um, and that's beautiful. Um, it's not selling pictures of like bored apes for millions of dollars or whatever. Um, and at the time, I was like, how can you just ignore everything else, right? You're looking at this 1% of the industry and going, of your industry or hobby or whatever, and going like, this thing, these things are great because look at this slice and I'm going to ignore everything else. I just deny that information. And now I thought about it a little while afterwards and I was like, well, when I meet friends who are anti-crypto or not into crypto um, and, and, and stuff, I wonder if that's what I sound like to them because I'm kind of like, well, <laughs> Bitcoin, Ethereum, look at Uniswap, look at like, ah, uh, look at MakerDAO, you know, um, and like this stuff is really good. This stuff is like, you know, pure and like, it, it, you know what I mean? I sound exactly like that NFT guy and I'm not like ignoring uh, like all the other stuff. I obviously see it and I know that it exists, but I do certainly attribute to it like that is that's not the important stuff. That's noise. That's like, you know, like, you know, that's not the industry. And really, maybe that's like 80 percent of the volume of the industry or something. Maybe it's like a lot of the industry is propped up on that stuff. And the like biggest players participate in that, like Binance has 80% market share or something. And they did a, they released their own Ethereum copy paste clone. Like, you know, like the top um, 10 on um, CoinGecko is not the things that I think are like 
like people with good good intentions building something that's important it's like weird stuff um so i do wonder if we turn a massive blind eye to a lot of the stuff or just disregard it as noise because um we see parts of the industry that are important but those parts of the industry are not the um the parts that are like flourishing and growing it's just you can focus on them and go these things are good and yeah, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of people that build a career on being um, like critical of everything in crypto, no matter what. They call everything um, a scam, a fraud, blah, 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 um, and find something bad to say about everything. And then there are people who build a career of being completely uncritically like favorable about everything in crypto, um, saying everything's good, um, you know, free markets, blah, 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 blah. And I wonder a little bit if to people i sound a little bit like the latter <laughs> rather than the former like that i think there is like a there's a healthy line somewhere in the middle of being like optimistically skeptical um uh and it doesn't feel like that space is actually very popular but i surround myself with people that, that like are in that space but i don't think that it is actually a good representation of the industry perhaps um so yeah, I, I think a lot of the disconnection about how other people see the industry, how we see the industry, and when these events happen, why it's disheartening, is because it just reveals to you again all of the parts of the industry that you like, like you're just attributing as noise and unimportant. And actually, it's really important that they make the big, the most significant events of every year within our industry by fucking up something like catastrophically. Um, so I don't know. I, I think maybe there's something to do with that, but also maybe um, like we just sort of kind of ignore it in real time. Um, or you go like, what can you do about it? Right. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. Uh, this is something I've, I've battled with uh, as well. I, I once argued this guy on stage about something. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I had to, it, it was one of those guys, Kobe, that, that you identified as people that build a brand off of just like shitting on crypto and that's like what they do and they always come out when prices go down and uh i started off this debate um with my opening statements of like there's always two people in the world of crypto there's the crypto idealist who zoom forward 50 plus years into the future and talk about the future crypto utopia that crypto is going to bring and how great it is. Uh, and then there's the crypto skeptics who look at crypto as it is today and say like, Oh, like, well, clearly the whole thing's a scam. Uh, the whole thing like through and through and through. And like, uh, honestly, Kobe, I actually find that you actually fit the, that middle ground pretty damn well. Um, where you see you're here for all the right reasons, but like you, you can you can call out a bunch of fucking noise when when in the middle of a bull market, which a lot of people are are willing to drink the Kool Aid. Um, when you when you were talking about the whole like NFT industry, where you called it like all coins with JPEGs, uh, and because it was, right. it, it was super right, it was super right, and that that was like kind of the same reference I was going with, like oh yeah, as as soon as we figure out crypto industry figures out this new primitive, we like regress back to our former selves and start to do what we're familiar with, which is trade altcoins. But now they've got pictures associated with them. That's how that's how I felt in Ethereum in 2017 with like the ICO movement. It was like oh yeah, Ethereum's full of ICOs. And, and I was like, and, and, but I'm, I'm seeing Ethereum as like, well, no, smart contracts. ICOs are just the thing today. Smart contracts are the future. 
but it takes like such a long conviction, a long-term like time horizon to be able to exist in that future state. Um, it's, it's tough, man. And this is what we, this is what we do as an industry is like, we zoom forward 50 plus years. It's a super cycle. We're going to teleport there. Uh, like, Oh no, just kidding. Uh, interest rates go up. Uh, every nobody needs to pay back their debts. Uh, all the monkey pictures that you paid a million dollars for are now worth nothing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's that it's the inevitable, like laying the foundations of things that are real. Uh, and then, and then we just speculate on top of new things. And that this was what the, the bull market was. In the first half of 2021, it was a real foundational bull market. And in the second half of 2021, it was like GameFi and like weird knockoff Fiverr NFTs. Um, but those same things will be back in greater numbers next cycle and they'll be stronger. Uh, and then we'll just do this whole thing all over again. Man, you say super cycle type stuff. It's just depressing to me. God, we, I, like, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I, I got duped by the super cycle meme for sure. Yeah. Kobe's been, Kobe's been, uh, consistently when I try to still be, believe in something, Kobe mm -hmm. like brings this healthy skepticism to my chats, like the very little time that we talk, that's not on the air, but even on the air. Um, <laughs> we really basically never talk, but it's not, on the air, but, <laughs> um, but, but when we do, it's often like him bringing this like skeptical lens to something that I'm okay with, right. Like that I trust inherently or something. And I just realized when you talk about super cycle or whatever else, or like meeting your heroes type of stuff, it's like my first cycle, I was really dumb. My second cycle, I was capable and stupid. Uh, that's now. And like, I feel like by the third cycle, maybe I'll be capable, but also like kind of paralyzed by skepticism. And listen, you guys I, are all talking very confidently about this promised next cycle. Well, I'm not saying when it'll be, I'll be more bald, more fat, whatever, like <laughs> saggier cheeks. I'll be like that telegram, uh, AI version of sticker of me when I'm like 75 um i just i just want to note this is the first time in history that people have been extremely confident that another cycle is promised to us i remember thinking that last like, cycle you thought I another one was guaranteed i i oh no i was thought like oh everyone's talking about the next cycle uh is it really going to happen then if everyone's talking about it i remember thinking about that last I, cycle. i'm a believer that it's it's inevitable that we get another yeah. cycle but i'm not going to call a time on that for yeah, sure 100%. but but i like and i could be wrong on that like I mean, what if it's in it, 20 years will you like whip up the podcast again <laughs> no we'll be podcasting uh, we'll be podcasting <laughs> every step of the way oh my god <laughs> growing freaking old together david yeah. what <laughs> i mean we're not old uh, now. older older I'm, I'm still in my 20s how old is gary v he's old gary he's v's like everyone guess him at the police 40 43 yeah i was gonna say 44 or whatever i have to type in age how are V friends? Oh, here? wow. He is 46. 46. Yeah. The more... Right. Well, like, with, with Gary V, he, like, his streams and stuff. But I think maybe it was also because it was all about, like, like cringy JPEGs and shit. So I was always like, <laughs> I feel like this is what Ledger's going to be like in, like, 10 years. <laughs> like, I just watched him like, wow, this is the, this is the future for Ledger. Is if you're just like no way pushing Let's... fifty, been like 
check out this rabbit I just minted, guys. That's what I see. Gary V has some totally unreal energy. You know, let's got books. Yeah. And then like jab, 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 right hook. Like he wrote a whole book on this concept. Jab, 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 right hook. That This is a book? Yeah, I think so. I don't want to read it. Gary... Gary Vee was like a web guy influencer way before NFTs. Are y'all not yeah. familiar with his previous works? Uh, ish. He's yeah, been on the he, podcast. But... He was he was a he was a full on web guy. Well, I guess I was too, but in a different way. Comment from the chat: Gary Vee dresses like a middle schooler, but I love him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the he is the dude with the skateboard. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love kids. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> All right, well, guys. <laughs> guys, should we uh, think about winding this down? And um, you have any parting words of wisdom? How about for people who just um, just feeling really bad right now? Do we, we, I mean, we just we just told them they were going to get multiple years of uh, crypto winter. Multiple years of the Bankless Podcast is all I'm hearing. <laughs> we we have. Uh, I, I hope we have the stamina for this, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just staking, right? We just yeah, stake right. ETH. That's it's free money. Is that how that works? I mean, for most people, I mean, for most people, um, more years of crypto winter is probably better. Um, I, I think for the majority of people listening, it will like it would actually be the optimal strategy to have like five years or something. Um, it would be optimal for them. Probably not the people listening that have like got full net worth invested now. It probably sounds like quite bad. Um, but like, uh, if you get a longer time to, you know, um, DCA accumulate, um, figure out your positioning and stuff um, with like a clear mind. I think that's probably um, probably optimal. Like I had um, a job, like full-time job for the entirety of the 2017 cycle, all the way through the bull market. I could have not had a job. I could have, you know, only done crypto and I kept a, a job and it allowed me to have like a very clear head about the whole thing or as clear as it as clear as i could have had uh, whereas if i was all in doing it all the time it would have been quite bad for me i think um and like the fundamental parts of the uh the mission and the the purpose behind bitcoin and ethereum and um the very short list of stuff that uh i think like crosses the chasm of le- of legitimacy it is is not like that is not to me that's not have been doubted by any of this stuff and in fact it's like it, it, it's the opposite of that it's like proven over and over again that like these centralized systems that require you to rent your own assets back from them um will not be um not always be honest with your money and you should not have to trust someone else just to like access a financial service or um uh you know use use your own money basically um so that part of the my thesis for the the um importance of the like technology and you know um things that we have remains um true today um and that has sort of been like at least my guiding principle for 10 years um yeah it might get really bad in the meanwhile um but until that part until that seems like it's no longer um important um 
Like, I, I think that's the thing to focus on. Um, maybe it was all speculo crypto tokens and like there was a hundred year bull run and interest rates went to zero and people invented Bitcoin because there was nowhere else to put your worthless dollars. And we had a 10 year super cycle of crypto coins right before economic policy regime change. And it never recovers and never goes up ever again. But in that world, like what, like a, what can you do and B what else are you going to invest in anyway? So, um, I think just for, like, do you find the uh, mission of having peer-to-peer sensor-resistant technologies that allow you to, uh, the freedom to self-custody your assets important? Um, And do you think that a centralized exchange blowing up, a hedge fund blowing up, a poorly designed Ponzi scheme mechanism or a different crypto bank blowing up in any way puts doubt on that thesis? For me, it, it doesn't. I think that's important. Um, and I'll think about that. Um, but uh, I don't know if you saw in chat, SBF's apparently playing League right now. What? He's, he's like, because it shows you who's in the game, he's playing Kindred. Um, uh, On what wow. platform does it say that he's playing that? Huh? It's Gulfstream. Blown off Steam. Who knows? Jesus. Jeez. That's got to be a meme. Uh, if that's real, that is like. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do after your multi-billion dollar head of fund blows up? Don't answer that. Well, um, I mean that that makes sense, Kobe. What, what about you, Ledger, David? What do you guys leave us? Chat, chat, chat was asking for some hope. Leave us with some hope earlier. I think Kobe hit on a point that's right, which is like the chain hasn't failed us. You know. Um, the the things that were the worst were the vulnerability points of human actors. Yep. Human human failure, centralized entities that um, were were unsatisfactory solutions, whether they're trying to meet regulatory criteria or subvert it. Either way, it was human failure over chain failure. Um, there was app failure and there was, you know, hacks and stuff like that. But overall, the base layer with the chain showed lots of promise. The cycle. Kobe mentioned about like who can stomach it for another one. What I've recognized in myself and others is, can I go in with conviction again in the same way? And if I can, and if I'm right, then the upside is huge, right? Like you go in with conviction, a significant percentage of your net worth. To, to do it again and it actually works the upside is not just life-changing the upside is insane if you're wrong there's this perpetual disappointment opportunity that could be really depressing if you go in with that conviction if you disappear you might be all right have changed your life a bit and it was a fun ride but then maybe you missed out on it on being right so you got to determine why are you here? Are you here for this like financial freedom component? Or are you here for something deeper? And can you stomach the outcome no matter what the outcome is? And I think you have to decide for yourself like whether you can stomach the potential outcome ranges, whether you want to participate in those and, and why are you actually here? And I uh, 
my personal priority list is family first and then like function sec second, right? Like I want the, I want my, my family to be secure and then I want to build well. I want to be able to build and do and invest and talk, whatever the hell I'm given, whatever platform or opportunities I'm given. I want to do those reputably that I can look back upon and be proud of my effort. And I think that there is still an opportunity to do that within crypto. So I intend to do it. Um, but if I feel like that's no longer possible, I just won't anymore. I don't, I don't think we have to give up on those things. Like this is super bottom signally type of speech. Um, but I think that we, uh, I think we still have an opportunity for good. I don't think it's a guarantee. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I think a lot of people need to do work. We need to talk about the importance of the chain and the, um, like the Eric Voorhees argument versus the Sam argument, like the, Trust, trust in that which can be trustless. Don't trust in me because I'm, I can wear a suit with my shoes untied. Um, yeah, we got to get we got to get back to the basics, and we got to wear solid fundamentals and carry on. Yeah. Back to the basics, um, David. Are you, are you self conviction on the space? Are you buying? <laughs> I, I think the main thing to think about is that. Uh, during the 2017 to 2018 crash, we basically had nothing to stand on as an industry. We had, we had Bitcoin, and we had this theoretical use case of Ethereum. Um, that was about it. Um, and then we built some stuff during the bear market that caused a bull market to happen later. Uh, things like Uniswap, things like Aave, Synthetics, uh, a few more uh, governance tokens. Now we got some DAO stuff. We got some cool NFT stuff. Uh, and, but we, and we've, we've locked in some very real progress um, with, with some very real things that are moving the needle, even though that there's like maybe 5% of the total crypto industry is that the real stuff. And then the 95% is just like leverage of that real stuff in pursuit of financial gain. Again, it's just what crypto is going to be, but we've locked in 5% of really cool, legitimate, like internet changing things. Uh, and that was an, you know, infinity level improvement from the bull market prior going from like 0% to 5%. I think if we just play this out, like we don't go from like 5% to 10% next time, we go from like 5% to 25% or 5% to 50% if, if I'm being optimistic. Uh, and so my, my bull case for like, if this is a five year bear market and you need the conviction to just grit your teeth and dump your paycheck into crypto because you want that generational wealth, it's like not a linear improvement of legitimate things that crypto produces it'll be an exponential improvement um uh and so we'll we'll be able to, i think the people that are here with conviction that are doing good stuff and building real things are going to only have more ammo than all of the scammers who get washed out every single year uh and so like the real people doing the real things will always have a stronger foothold than the scammers that come and just like do the cool thing that happens every single bull market. Uh, and so I'm, I'm optimistic for next bull cycle that, and every, and every bull cycle subsequent, that there's always a tilt, a slow, small tilt towards the legitimate builders because we have the last year's, last cycle's bull market legitimacy to stand upon. 
Uh, and so that, that was, that's what makes me optimistic, uh, is that like, we'll, we, we just, it's just about learning lessons. Um, so that's, that's what, I, that's what I'm optimistic for. I agree with that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess for me, I, I, I don't know everything about all the assets in the space, but, um, I feel like this, the recent events have actually proven the use case of some of the core assets I have conviction on, um, core actually, I've some conviction on Bitcoin, but you know, mostly Ether, mostly some of these DeFi tools, that sort of thing. Uh, Ethereum. I mean, this kind of proves the use case, right? Like that we can't actually trust these centralized intermediaries. Um, and uh, I don't know, to me, Ethereum in particular has never looked stronger. Like I would be happy to, as long as I have some income, the means to do it by triple digit ETH all day. And whether that takes one year, two years, three years, five years to come to fruition. I mean, like, is it, it's a totally different feeling to me than buying ETH in like 2018 or 2019, where we weren't sure about the roadmap. Like, was proof of stake actually going to happen? Was Ethereum going to scale? Did it even have use cases besides the stupid ICO thing? Uh, and uh, we're well past that now. So, I don't have conviction on all of the assets in the space and all of the use cases, but some of the the core ones, I have more conviction than ever. Uh, so I don't know how long this is going to take, but um, guys, uh, this has been fun. Thanks for uh, a little bit of catharsis this evening. Uh, appreciate up only bankless live stream. We'll do these more often. Maybe not just on like uh, calamitous days like this, <laughs> maybe uh, more routinely, but it's been really fun hanging out with you guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, guys.